Should I just suck the royal cock? Feel the royal jewels. Can you? <laughs> Can you imagine that's what British porn is like? Mm, yeah, splendid. I'm arriving. I'm arriving. Yes, punctually as always. Oh, would Tally you like? A, would you like a sherry? <laughs> Here's a towel. Wipe yourself off. You See yourself out. After that dropping. <laughs> Welcome to the All-American Savage Show Podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke, with my beautiful heterosexual life Jewish partner, Josh, over there operating the controls, as if he was negotiating a prisoner swap with a woke black NBA gay trans basketball player or a Russian arms dealer dubbed the Merchant of Death. <sighs> Sounds harmless enough. I think you can already tell which direction the show is going to go today. Naturally, everyone's talking about it on social media, but here's the thing. We all knew this was going to happen. This is the Biden administration. These guys are so weak and corrupt. My God, this, like for people, and we're just going to get straight into it. The thing that I love about this is that this is the intersectional bingo card that Joe Biden or the most woke Marxist BLM supporter could ever put together. It's like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. You mean we've got a black, gay, trans, WNBA, she, oh my God, she like checks the box for every oppressed minority in America today. Good for her. Good for her. She did it. Good for her. Good for that. Good for everybody. Good for everybody. Not really. Merchant of death. Merchant of death. Russia. Ukraine. Good lord. If we're sitting Ukraine's got to be excited. Oh, about Ukraine's got to be loving this. The yeah. merchant of death back back out on the field, <laughs> right? I just, dude, I'm 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 not surprised though. I'm really not surprised. I don't think anybody is. And no. if you are, then you clearly don't know the Biden administration. And I think, and instantly, this brought up the. Um, the other prisoner swap we did under the Obama administration, the Bo Bergdahl for the five Taliban heads that immediately that were, returned to battle, that immediately returned to battle, and probably were responsible for killing more U.S. troops. Yeah. This and this is what people just don't seem to get or understand. And I posted about this on Instagram, and instantly in the comments you get the smooth brains like it's not that big of a deal. You need to chill, bro. And it's usually from these Gen Z types of morons that just don't understand like political posturing on the international stage. You look at more so as an isolated incident. No, Brittany Griner is now a living example that the U.S. will bend the knee to any country that takes a celebrity. So you start watching how um, 
Look at Qatar, for example. You got the LGBT fruitcakes out there trying to go in there and push their values on other people. And instantly, Qatar's like, no, we're not going to tolerate it. And I feel like a lot of these progressive liberals that go in these other countries and play this card feel like the mm. Biden administration is going to have their back. And that could be their means of like protesting internationally and garnishing a lot of American support. Because even the likes of Charlie Kirk come out there and they try and take this fence-sitting stance of, well, you know, they're American. I don't give a fuck if they're American. You And here's the thing. Brittany Griner had lived in Russia. She'd been in Russia for over six years. This is not someone that just kind of was there. And like, no, she put together stuff over there in Russia. She knew the laws. This is not anything new. So when you want to sit there and try and like, just basically say, oh, your nationality should make you exempt from the repercussions of your ignorant actions. No, that's a stupid take. Do I think Russia went way over the line on this? Of course I do. But they did this for a reason. They knew if we can get, put it this way, Putin's not stupid. He's condemned the U.S. for our transgender ideologies, the bullshit that we're going through. And quite honestly, he's right in many cases on this. But at the same token, he knows the U.S. weakness right now is the woke alphabet mafia. And if he can get one of them, then it's going to force Biden to be in this position where he's going to have to negotiate. Because we all know the Democrats' worst enemy is when you got pissed off LGBT freaking lesbians of minority descent or minority color. When they're at your front door, you're going to cave. He knows the Biden administration will cave. This was something that, this is also another reason why the Marine that's clearly over there right now that's been serving, I think, a 10-year sentence, why they're not touching him. And the Biden administration saw this, and they already released a statement saying, oh, it's a different matter. No, it's not a different matter. They said it's a different case. Quite honestly, possibly yes, mm -hmm. but the same token of, you know, it's a different case because, you know, it was a different law he broke. It doesn't matter. You just negotiated a prisoner exchange for a fucking international arms dealer. So don't sit there and tell me or lecture me that Brittany Griner breaking a marijuana law uh, equates to this 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 tr this uh, this prisoner swap like mm -hmm. okay you know there needs to be like an equal uh, we're getting a for b and it's like somewhat equal this is the worst trade deal that we have made with Russia to date. Yeah. This is stupid, and Russia is laughing at us. Putin is walking all over Biden, and Biden is bending over. Biden's going to turn around and hoist up this black woke NBA players if this was an American victory. You're already seeing it on Twitter. And holy hell, folks, if you've not seen a president that is so weak in your lifetime, this is it. Do you think he knows what team she plays for? Oh, absolutely. That's, why he, so? that's why he jumped on this. Uh, he doesn't know what team she plays for. Oh, you mean the actual... No, not like gay. I was like, he fucking knows she's gay. That's why no, he no, jumped no. on I this. No, no, no. I mean, like... Prefer, oh, well, probably not. No, he should... probably doesn't watch it because they're boring. Yeah. He's like, this fucking... Does they're, anybody, they're yeah, they're does boring. Know what team she even plays women on? don't want to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Even black women. It's like, this is boring. What team does she play for? I don't know. Yeah, Her yeah. own team, from what I see. Actually, no, because I think he's trans. I'm looking in those photos, and I think I see an Adam's apple. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. So, again, this is just the inter intersectional bingo card. Biden hit bingo, or is he this, thinks uh, he did. Like that movie, Juana Man? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, that's a black person playing a, a role of importance. Don't don't say anything bad about that. Hey, I liked Juana Man. I met that guy. <laughs> really? Super nice. Yeah. Mm. Well, clearly he's posturing as a woman, and that's just disrespectful to women. Unless he's trans, in which case it's okay. <laughs> we can let that one slide. But no, anyone okay. like Charlie Kirk comes out there, and I, I tweeted it back out, and it's just like he talks about, we just traded a pot smoking, but it's like, whoa, dude, okay, wait, if you're trying to use pot smoking as if that's like a strike against her, Dude, get the freaking Bible out of your ears for once and actually stand for liberty. You don't have to agree with what she participates in, but come on, dude. I'm pretty sure if Charlie Kirk has a few drinks, it's 10 times worse for you physically mm -hmm. to drink than to smoke weed. Yeah. Again, these are boomer hot takes. Charlie Kirk, this is another reason why I do not really care for this guy's politics because I think at heart this guy is a diehard theocrat. I, I know he is. So you know, if the... you look at the Milos and you look at the Kirks, they're not that far off from each other. Yeah. 
you'd think the team would really stress the fact that it, you know if it's a I think it was a CBD vape pen. No, it was a yeah, it was a vape pen with some cartridges, but it was actual weed. Was it? I yeah. mean, but you would think they would go over like the rules and make sure nobody had that shit on them, right? I mean, because when, when I went down yeah. to Mexico, I was like, yeah. man, I'm not taking any of this stuff. Made sure yeah. I went through my bags. I was like, I don't want to end up in a Mexico prison. Yeah, you know what I mean, or no, any prison for that matter. Yeah. But. I agree. And here's the thing. She took the gamble. She lost. That's all there is to it. Therefore, yeah. you got to pay the piper. You must pay Russian piper and gulag and break rocks. That's right. No, uh, no. He's just a weak negotiator. He's a horrible negotiator. But you he's know just, for a fact. He's a weak, weak man. <clears throat> it's a weak administration. Trump would have probably got both of them out of there. He probably got some money on the back end of that probably, deal. Probably, yeah. Like, I'll give you Griner and mm-hmm. you give me... $5 million. It's ridiculous, folks. We'll but again, this is the Biden administration. They are weak. Democrats are weak on foreign policy. They're weak on freaking crime. They're they weak think it's on a these... win. They yeah. think all this is a win. They yeah. just still they don't under, they're not comprehending the fact that prices are out of control. Yeah. Imagine, imagine getting last place and then lording yourself up as if or lauding yourself they're up as if you won. Yeah. They're going up and down the line, high fiving <laughs> each other, jerking we each other lost. off. Yeah. It's like, no, this is not a win. This Gas is, not is a only three fifty now. <laughs> it was eight dollars. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, folks, hey, thanks for tuning in today. As you can see, this is going to be a great episode. We have a lot of news to cover today. Uh, we got the Twitter gate that's breaking as far as the lawyer that was escorted out of Twitter headquarters for essentially going in there and deleting files. And apparently this guy has some links to the FBI. Uh, we've got uh, some fandom nerddom stuff I want to talk about in regards to the... Uh, Marvel versus DC. We got some some riffs going on in there, which I think is uh, worthy of discussion. And we've got some uh, Ukraines making some more demands. And Whoopi Goldberg clearly says that uh, Blazing Saddles is not racist. And if you go after a woke agenda, she's coming for you. That's right. Don't piss off a black lady that's in her midlife crisis. It's about as big as a fucking bus because God knows her and her little cackling hens of the viewer are going to come on there and go after you. But anyway, this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. Right now, we are running a deal. So if you've never tried our products, say like you've heard a lot of bad things about CBD, which I get. There's a lot of snake oil salesmen out there, but our products are not. How do I know this? Go look at our reviews on Google. Go look at the happy customers that are even in the chat right now. We don't pay these people off. Clearly, we're a successful business because we offer a great product at a very affordable price. Look, if you're a veteran like me, sometimes you have difficulty sleeping. Maybe you're stressed out. You have high anxiety, hypervigilance, and paranoia can be very common attributes and related to PTSD diagnosis. This stuff helps, folks. From the regular uh, CBD gummies that are THC-free to the Delta-8 gummies to help alleviate a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, or if you just need help sleeping for a melatonin-CBD combo, we've got you covered. And did I mention, we also have it in chocolate. And we've got our tattoo CBD bomb that you can use. This breathes new lives into your tattoo. CBD has been known for great effects on skin it's a wonderful thing if you don't believe me go look it up yourself i'm not lying about this so with that being said say like you're a new listener and you've always hear me prattling on about shell shock yada 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 i get it you're probably bored and tired of hearing about it but this month it's your chance to save 25 percent off and order a sample pack using code jolly and did i mention you use that code we'll throw in these free koozies the shell shock cbd koozies these things are amazing uh, i think we're gonna offer them on the site for like three bucks you can get them there there or if you use code jolly we're gonna throw into your order for free so what are you waiting for give us the opportunity to earn your business i know you hear me again prattling on about this but again this is what supports the podcast it's what allows josh and us to do this to great create fun content for y'all and again you also get a product that does what's advertised at a very very affordable price and i'm going to leave it on this note we have a gummy back guarantee if you buy a full bag of any of our gummies and they don't do as we advertise them to do we will happily refund your money 
We are that committed and that sure about our products working. If you don't believe me, go read the Google reviews. So once again, that is shellshockcbd.com. Whoa, damn, I'm good. That was good. I don't think I missed a beat on that one, did I? That was solid, buddy. Damn, I could probably never do that again. Nailed that um, like a split hog. So we got two announcements. The first announcement, there is an imposter on Twitter, folks. Now, I don't know if you know this or not. There is an imposter on Twitter, and I am not happy about this. Have you seen this yet? Let me pull this up. This is disgusting. I don't know how anybody could ever think this is funny. Um... It is, his name is Juan Burke 1775. And I'm just, I'm disgusted by this. Who does this person think they are? Uh, clearly a very, very, um, uh, attractive, very, very yeah. muy guapo, attractive individual, uh, clearly impersonating me. And again, that is Juan Burke, J U A N B U R K 1775, uh, that has created a Twitter account. And uh, damn, if, you know, aside from the imposter, He's pretty. He's got some pretty accurate hot takes. I gotta respect this guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't fire. like what he's doing, but uh, muy caliente, muy caliente, muy guapo. Uh, Viva la baño, or some. Sh I, I don't know, but he's got some really good takes. Um, I mean, his first tweet is 20 hours ago. And he says, "I is not John Burke." I mean, come on, bro. We we know you're not John Burke. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Why would Why would John Burke slap a mustache on a profile picture and then suddenly pose as if he's a Hispanic illegal immigrant. Yeah. That would just be the, the lowest. You've hit rock bottom when you're going to that level of uh, comedy, I guess you could call that. So, again, um, that is Juan Burke, 1775. You can follow there. I, I encourage you not to because this guy is just such a piece of shit. Um, you know, there's there's the link. Go go. let him know what you think about him and give him a follow. Yeah, Clyde, you know? I said the same thing. Uh, sombrero. Uh, I, it's I, I, well, you go tell him that. Yeah. What do you what do you expect me to do? I don't know That's him. What I said. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I figured out a way. Well, you know, I I have it. It seems that Juan Burke has figured out a way to get around the algorithm that hits words by intentionally uh, mispronouncing English and Spanish words. Yet you know the gist and the meaning of what he is saying. So possibly. Perhaps he'll never, he won't get flagged again? Muy smarto. Muy smarto. Very muy smarto, sir. Well, well done to you. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, Elon's not the only genius. Elon's not the only guy with the touch of the downs. Or no, the, the what's the other one? It's not the downs. It's the fucking... Um, autism. Autism. There you go. I'm on the spectrum. You're on the spectrum. I'm on the spectrum. Not really. I'm one of the stupidest people out there, but we'll go with that. Second announcement. Uh, do we have the audience thing ready to go? The audience bite here? The little sound effect? Here we go. The guest Rob Noor yesterday has convinced me. We've talked about it. We had brief but yet intense and serious negotiations. Beginning next year, drunken debates will return. Well-timed. Well-timed, sir. Well-timed. Yes. Once again, beginning next, next year, Rob Noor joins me for hosting the drunken debates. No, that's, that's the wrong oh, one. Sorry. Try it again. Rob Noor joins me for hosting drunken debates. 
There it is. There it, there is. it is. I like that. I like that. Drug and Debates returns. Rob and I essentially are going to basically keep this one smaller, up a four to six guests maximum. Rob and I are also going to be hosting some tag team episodes where it's Rob and I versus two others of the opposite political spectrum. Uh, we're going to have a moderator on there. So we, we've talked this out. The thing that we are not going to allow on here are trolls, essentially, and thoughts. No, not going to happen. What we're going to offer here is a good podcast, a good debate, to where you can actually hear some really intense and yet very in-depth perspectives on all sides of the political spectrum so that you can kind of have an appreciation for, number one, good-spirited, honest debate, and then, again, understanding the other side of the aisle's perspectives and stances on certain specific issues, but doesn't mean you have to agree with them, yeah. but it's sometimes good to understand where they're coming from so you can, in turn, formulate a more accurate opinion. Yeah. And that's why I love doing it. So Drunken Debates will return. It will be hosted right here on Rumble on the same channel you're listening to right now. We're not going to create another channel for it. Rob is also moving over to Rumble. He said by the end of this week, he will have his Rumble channel established, and he's ready to go. I do enjoy Rob's commentary. He's a very spirited, yeah. intellectual debater. He, this guy knows what he's doing. Um, very fast talker. Very passionate about what he talks about. And that's why I respect Rob a lot. So I'm looking forward to that. So again... Um, Rob comes on and he joins me and, uh, yeah, uh, and said, somebody in the chat says, but could we still have the occasional thought on, right? No, there's no thoughts. Thoughts can stick to Twitch. The trolls can stick to Twitch. We're actually going to have good people on here. Now I will bring on people that I'm not talking about. Like if they dress, you know, if they're a woman and they're attracted, I'm just talking about if they hold themselves like a fucking e-thought, like, no, you're not coming on the stream. It's not going to happen. Um, uh, but we want to keep this thing, um, fun, entertaining, and educational. So again, Beginning of next year, Drunken Debates returns, and I'm excited to make that announcement. All right. Uh, okay. There's there's just so much to cover on this, so much, so many topics of discussions. Where to start? Where to start? Where to start? Let me fix your video real quick because I got you a little, uh, a little high there, a little high. Don't tell Charlie Kirk about getting high and smoking the reefer cigarettes. He'll get mad at you. Can't, can't, can't do that. Marijuana cigarettes. Marijuana cigarettes. I smoked a reefer cigarette, and then I wanted to suck a dick. And that's the way it works, right? <laughs> um, stupid. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, again, go follow Juan Burke and let him know what you think of impersonating a very... Um, Juan Burke. Juan Burke. Uh, okay. This is a new thing. Well, it's not new, but somebody th threw this at me uh, today and yesterday, and it's, again, it's making the rounds again. Uh, Transableism. No, I'm not making this up, folks. I'm not making this up. Uh, let me read you the, the headline that's kind of making circulating rounds again. Oh, my Lord. Uh, people are getting disabled by choice and calling themselves transabled. Disability was never a choice for people who have lived their entire lives. However, transabled people feel that certain parts or functions of their bodies do not belong to themselves. They tend to arrange accidents in order to be deemed disabled. That's where we're at, America. What the hell is going on? Where are we? <laughs> hey, I don't know where I am. <laughs> you got fruitcakes in the White House. You got TikTok influencers talking about the vaccine. What the hell's going on here? Russia. I'm voting Russia. I know. <laughs> Give me the mercy of the damn. I'm going to take Russia over this any day. They don't got homosexuals no. trying to indoctrinate children in the schools. They shoot them. Well, what's going on here? How did this even become a thing? Uh, the LGBT. The LGBT is indoctrinating, uh, and by the way, know. I don't know that it just seems like a, bro, a real grab for attention, real we, attention grab. Well, there. yes, like, of course. Because I remember, like, you'd have people that would fake having something cancer. Just hit me. Something just hit me that you brought up. 
maybe the newer generation, the LGBT, wants to try and gain attention the or the OG members uh, garnished by standing for actual equal rights. Mm-hmm. But the newer generation, once they've achieved that, they're like, well, how do we continue this fight so we can feel special and be heroic like our predecessors were? And probably that's why we have the transgenderism bullshit. You've got the insanity with the gender ideologies. It could be the next generation, the LGBT wackos, saying, well, we want some of that limelight. How do we fight for our I'm rights? I'm not using this arm. we got to <laughs> lop it off. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my left arm never belonged to me. I'm cutting it's that not, son of a bitch off. It's not working anyway. These, dude, can you imagine trying to... These soft hands. That reminds me of that TikToker who was like, uh, was like, you want my guns, liberals? Come take them from me. Come take them with your, your nice soft hands. Well, why don't you kiss me for them? <laughs> what? You just got to love it. You got to love it. That was, pretty funny. That was great entertainment. But uh, yeah, this trans-ableism thing, it's a real thing. Uh, it says the article's from uh, daily.jstore.org. says the complicated issue of trans-ableism. Is this really a complicated issue? Uh, doctor, I feel like my leg doesn't belong to me. Can you cut it off? Wacko! Coming up to an asylum. I know. That's, that's easy. Problem Unless solved, it's problem covered solved. under insurance. Well, then, yeah, then you'll have doctors that be like, Man, okay. I'll cut that arm off for you. Can you imagine? Oh, I bet they will. Yeah. They're, they're they doing will. it for general mutilation. Yeah, they're doing it for general mutilation. General mutilation. Why wouldn't they do it for this? Because I'm sure, well, you know, the cost of amputating your arms going to run you about $25,000. Yeah. And these morons are going to pay it. Instead of investing that money to get therapy and fix themselves mentally, they're just going to succumb to what it is that they want to feel like, you know, they can self-medicate, self-diagnose. Like, I know this is what I need. It's like, do you really? Like, I don't think you do. I just don't think you do. Yeah, this is weird. Some people born in able bodies feel as if they were meant to have disabilities. How should the medical community be responding? Uh, simple. That's it. I mean, come on. We don't have to make this complicated. Yeah. Let me show you don't you have this to padded room. <laughs> come on in. Come it. on in here. Put on this jacket. Put you on gotta, this jacket. You gotta love the way it feels. <laughs> In the late 1990s, the Scottish surgeon Robert Smith performed elective above-the-knee amputations on two people. The hospital he was affiliated with eventually compelled him to stop. Smith's patients are just two examples of people who have body integrity identity dysphoria, also known as being transabled. They feel they are disabled people trapped in able bo- I can't even finish reading Bill, this. Bill, stop chopping off people's legs. <laughs> We're look- You're making us look terrible. <laughs> They're walking in here and leaving in a wheelchair. Hey, Bill, what are you doing, lad? You gotta stop doing this. Stop chopping off the legs. Where are you going, Bill? I'm gonna go chop off an arm. Hey. Oh my god, I can't. I, I can't. I just. I fucking can't. This is. Oh, good lord. Good Lord, this is the problem. Oh, yes, and the Army Colonel. That, have you seen this? Uh-uh. The Army Colonel and the dog mask. What? Is that real? It's real. And I found his Instagram, and it's disturbing. You now, think? You think it's, it's going to be disturbing after he poses <laughs> with that dog mask on in full uniform? In full, well, here's the thing. The uniform that's making the viral rounds is him is in his dress blues in front of the American flag. So it looks kind of like a DA photo, but it's not. He staged that. It's not a real actual DA photo. But at the same token, that is ultimate disgrace on the uniform. What the fuck are you thinking? This guy's a piece of shit. And look, I get you've got your kinks and your fetishes, and you guys are all about fucking each other while in doggy masks and petting each other, and hopefully you're not shitting on the floor and getting smacked on the nose for it. But yeah. if 
you did, whatever. But when you start associating the uniform, you've lost me. And that's exactly what he did. Now, again, these people are just fucking nut jobs. I'm sorry. It's just, and he's posted several photos of him in uniform. And again, he's a gay guy. Isn't that against code of conduct? 100%, yes. But this guy keeps his identity hidden. But it wouldn't be hard to track this dude down. He's in, apparently, the medical community in Hawaii. Very small group. He's an officer. But the other (laughs) part that name tag on. Yeah, well, he he blackened it out. But it's not hard to basically figure out who this wacko is. But then he turns around. And he's posting these things uh, that are very immoral and indecent on his on his Instagram. Granted, I'll give you that. But it's like no wonder people don't really view the LGBT as having any kind of moral high ground. It's just a bunch of degeneracy being circulated. And the fact that if heterosexuals were posting things like that, we'd be like, okay, that's fucking inappropriate. But okay, because you're gay, you get a free pass. Now he wears a dog mask and it's just like, what the shit? Yeah, it seems like the military should come out and find out who he is and then... They can't touch him. He's already retired. That's why he oh, posted really? this. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's already retired. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure they could if they did an investigation and they found that some of the photos he posted of him in uniform wearing that dog mask, if he was on active duty, they could recall him and then freaking, you know, pre- I shouldn't say, pre- well, he has press charges, uh, put him on trial. They could, but I don't think they will because if the military did that, they'd get the LGBT coming out there waving their rainbow color that makes pitchforks. The military look bad in front of other oh, yeah. countries right so if you have china <laughs> russia own, looking yeah. at this idiot wearing china. a dog mask china's over there like oh they are so uh how do you say uh gay <laughs> oh, what is wrong with that <laughs> i got idea uh, oh, yeah. we uh airdrop a milk bone with ieds I know. And they're putting people in concentration camps over i know there. and then we've got fucking soldiers dressing up in dog faces and you've got ukrainians out there doing their stupid tiktok dances in the middle of a firefight, you're like, Jesus Christ, these people are so fucking cringe. And of course, some fucking douchebag on Instagram tags me. It's like, yeah, John Burke, why don't you make a video crying about it? Because our guys did this back in the 2000s. Like, yeah, and it doesn't mean they were right either. But you know what? We are, Our Marines did it, but they were pissing on dead Taliban bodies. I encourage that. But to see shit like this, yeah, it's cringe. Stop fucking doing it. But here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Both of them can be as equally as cringe. But the pissing on Taliban bodies... I'm oddly okay with this. It's like, you know what? Do that. Post that on TikTok. See what happens. Yeah. But mm. this is just, and it's some stupid fucking anime dance. It's another twink in a uniform. And of course, billions of our dollars. Oh, and it's a woman, you can tell. And she's got brand clean new uniform. You hear fire, firefights going off in the background. And there she is doing some stupid anime dance. Like, okay, so what the fuck is going on here? So you're clearly near the front line. You're not fighting. And you're doing a stupid dance. What the fuck's going on? She lose her mind? <laughs> That bitch isn't, she's not even fired a fucking shot. But because she's going to be hailed as a hero. Oh, our women on the front line are fighting. No, they're not. They're doing cringe TikTok videos. What the fuck are you on about? Jeez. It's like the fucking nursing home nurses and the hospital nurses just donned a Ukraine uniform, flew over. It's like, go. oh, move over. We got this. Hobo Chili's got it. Dog face pony soldier. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. There Nailed you go. it. The I guess Biden, that's where Biden got it from. That's where he got Biden must have some, uh. Some connections over there. I'm going to go turn up the AC real quick. I want you to segue into the um, the Twitter lawyer that's been fired. Oh, yeah. Has anybody heard about this stuff? I'm sure you guys have. Jim Baker, that sack of shit. Let's pull it up. Jim Baker. So he was the uh, FBI lawyer that was working at Twitter. And uh, apparently he had scrubbed all the uh, FBI files off of the information that they were uh, unloading the other day so we got that going for us we got that going for us we can do a little theme music intro do it here we go 
Here he comes, ladies and gentlemen, John Burke, back in the studio. You're going to love it. All right. Wow, you use music as a filler? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. There we go. Uh, right. So Josh just introed it. Um, Elon Musk fires Twitter lawyer Jim Baker, who was involved in censoring the Hunter Biden laptop and Russia probe. Elon Musk said that Twitter's former deputy general counsel, Jim Baker, was exited from the company on Tuesday after revelations about his role in the platform's handling of the Hunter Biden laptop story. Journalist Matt Taby, he's the uh, journalist that Elon allowed to uh, expose the Twitter files, which happened about two or three days ago. That's the same Matt Taby. Published internal communications over the weekend that took place among Twitter's top brass in October of 2020 about how to deal with the New York Post's publication of materials on Hunter Biden's laptop. Baker was involved in discussions about whether the laptop falls under Twitter's hacked materials policy. He says, I support the conclusion that we need more facts to assess whether the materials were hacked, Baker wrote in one email chain. At this stage, however, it's reasonable for us to assume that they have been and that caution is warranted. Baker was responding to a Twitter executive who was wondering whether they could truthfully claim that the laptop story was part of the policy. Before joining Twitter, Baker also worked as general counsel at the FBI, where he was a key figure in the bureau's investigation into alleged russian interference in the 2016 presidential election folks if you are a blue line supporter if you are blindly supporting the blue you need to take a look at this you need to wake up you need to wake up this is federal law enforcement that was compromised that helped try and basically undermine the trump presidency while he was in office no less this is the fbi so how long has he worked at twitter uh, it doesn't say. Let me see. Let's see if I can find it. Attorney Michael Sussman met with Baker in 2016, presented purported data and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert communication channel between the Trump Organization and Alpha Bank, which is based in Russia. Sussman was accused of telling Bar- uh, Baker that he was not doing work for any client, but later billing the Hillary Clinton campaign for the work. Sussman was acquitted earlier this year on one count of making a false statement to the FBI, which, again, the FBI is investigating their own. It's like, oh, we just didn't find anything wrong. Go figure. This is insanity. This yeah. is ridiculous to me. Like, how can anybody actually look at this and say, no, 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 this makes sense. And it stands up to, like, the common sense approach. It doesn't. This is insanity. Uh, Baker, who also personally involved in the F- in the FISA warrant application to survey Carter Page, who was working as an aide to former President Trump's 2016 campaign. The application relied heavily on discredited Trump dossier. Baker later admitted that his role in the Page FISA application was unusual. This guy is essentially a leftist plant. He is a leftist plant, and that's all That's all it boils down to. This guy, is he's compromised the integrity of the FBI. Well, he's an FBI plant, right? <coughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean... Working for the Hillary Clinton campaign. Yeah. This is it. just, I yeah. I think he came in... I'm trying to get this article to come up, but it looks like maybe he was hired uh, back in 2020. Mm-hmm. Possibly. So, uh, here we go. Twitter hires ex-FBI lawyer who played key role in probe of Trump campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Just insane. Yeah. Just insane. So if the FBI planted this guy into Twitter and he has been doing all these things to undermine um, the Republican administration and these past elections. What's going to happen to him? He was hired. He was hired in June of 2020. Okay, so he was hired before. The Hunter Biden laptop story came out. So he was a part of that yeah. suppression of that <clears throat> story. Yeah. 
and ultimately probably uh, having the New York Post uh, suspended from uh-huh. Twitter as well. Yep. So having that knowledge now, I think we talked about it a little bit before. If the FBI was involved in suppression of information, do you redo an election? That's why I feel. That's why I feel like Trump made the statement he made, as far as like the the Constitution's null and void, because clearly we've got election interference. Nothing's being done. The DOJ is not going to do anything with this. So again, the justice is dead. Yeah. Political justice is dead. And if you have, people- so I kind of get where Trump is coming from, to where it's like, look, if you're not going to play by the rules, then there are no rules, and the rules are the Constitution. So if you ignore the Constitution, then we should too. And to be honest with you, we've always taken the high road. Republicans yeah. are notorious for taking the high road. And what does it do? It bites us in the ass. And it, now it needs to come down to the point of just saying, you know what? You know, like Eric Holder said, when they go low, you kick them. Same for us. Same for us. Start fighting with fire with fire and do it 10 times harder. Make them bleed. <clears throat> yeah, it just seems like it's, I don't know. It, if the U.S. government, again, was involved in election interference, mm-hmm then why do we have to get stuck with the uh, results of this fraudulent election? I think if, if we've already, like, seen, well, the, they, if we've already yeah. seen the American government get involved in influencing other elections and you think we wouldn't do it to ourselves, you're out of your mind. It doesn't make it right. Yeah, exactly. Like That's if what I'm you saying. take this to the Supreme Court and yeah. say this, you know, the FBI clearly planted this yep. man in Twitter to yep. suppress Freedom of speech. I mean, this is how people communicate now. This is how most people get their information. Yep. Uh, I mean, over in Iraq, did did you use Facebook and stuff like that for? Was it around for what? Uh, for like news and sources. In what year? Uh, whenever you were in the military. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. It wasn't nearly as politically polarizing, but yeah, it was still there. Right. So you would use that as a way, as a means to get information. So if the whole world is, if the country is using these primarily as their sources yeah. of information and yep. you're stepping in here and <laughs> manipulating yeah. the results, then that doesn't seem like it's a uh, fair and balanced, fair and balanced and without oh, interference. Yeah. Clearly it is. Yeah. And that's what drives me nuts with this dude. And you know, I'll be honest with you folks. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I, I don't. That's why until there is a massive restructuring or an overthrow, this continues. But is that this a bad was, thing? Should I mean, should we like demand something happens? We should have not, been. Should we not like uh, now settle on just be like, well, yeah. I guess we'll get them next time. The only hope I think we've got is if Republicans really go on the offensive, and we've already got control of the House. Of course, I think the Senate isn't the Senate stalemate, or we lost the Senate. Or the I, Senate's still left. I think there's probably Republicans that are just like, well. We'll just move on. Mitch McConnell, yes. <laughs> yeah. Mitch McConnell's and the rest like of them, they're out there trying to shake hands with the left. Yeah. In Mitch McConnell's mind, you got to play the game. you got to do some back and forth with the left. But that's the problem. We need more staunch Republicans to say, no, there is going to be nothing. There will be a flat-out stalemate in Congress if yeah. you do not stop with this incessant bullshit that you're pushing. But instead, you've got the Mitch McConnells, which, by the way, that communications bill fell flat on its ass, thank God. Uh, but even still, and McConnell was like all in favor of this. And you look at these guys, and it's like, I, tr- I get some time. Why you got to have some back and forth and you got to have some negotiations, but they negotiate way too much. They give their, their they're horrible trade deal makers and they just cave. Every time the left makes a demand, they jump on it because they're so afraid the rest is the left is going to come at them with these adjectives that are inaccurate. And it's like, okay, come on. This is just insane at this point. We've seen the corruption in the MSN. We've seen the corruption in the government. We've seen the corruption in the GOP as well as the DNC. Mm. This isn't a left versus right. This is the rich elite powerfuls that are abusing a system that in theory could be the best way forward, but they fucked it up. They have fucked it up with the human element of greed. And the sad thing is, even if we overthrew this thing, 
it still wouldn't change the idea that in maybe 50 to 100 years, we're going to be in the exact same boat. Mm -hmm. The exact same boat. The only way I truly feel that we could get ourselves out of this mess if we instantly impose term limits. Term limits have got to come into play, decrease the congressional salaries, start putting in laws to where it basically says if you get caught making, like while you serve in Congress, you're not allowed to do any consulting, nothing. You're not even allowed to do stock trades, nothing. That is your only job. Including your family. Including your families. That's the way it works. So if you really want to serve in Congress, you're going to have to do your job and you ain't getting paid dick all to do it. And then see who really wants to be there. Yeah. Because I'm going to put it this way. When you, people will counter that saying, you know, if you don't pay congressional people a good salary, they're going to take bribes. They already do. And that's not the reason why you lower a salary. Yeah. Just the idea of the bad effects that could come about is not a reason to change the course. So what you should do is instead basically lock these motherfuckers down to say, look, if you get caught doing any of this, you're going to prison for life. Mm -hmm. Any of this. But the problem that we see now is just there's so much corruption. I think Crenshaw just read an article like he's getting hit with a fine because apparently he didn't disclose certain. Um, I, I'd have to read more into it. But I'm just like, okay, yeah, this isn't even surprising anymore. Mm -hmm. It's all corrupt. It's all bullshit. Yeah. The people are no longer represented. This is literally just it's lobbyists. It's corporate. It's corporatism at its core. Yeah. It's like this is the, it's just sad, man. It's sad to see the state of affairs that we're currently in. And it's like we're getting hit from all different angles, not even just economically, a weak administration, the emergence of the trans ideologies that are pushing for pedophilia and grooming at the hands of the LGBT. We're getting attacked from multiple different uh, directions. And, bro, I'm honestly scared to see which direction America is going to go. Because unless Republicans grow some balls, this isn't stopping, and it's only going to get worse. You've got the Biden administration that acknowledged that gender reassignment and life-saving hormone replacement for children is a good thing. Yeah. We, we are living in insane times. And I, I can't I can't get past this. It's just nuts to me. I'll go back to if a kid starts to talk about, you know, their gender mm -hmm. and being a different sex, then yeah. I would immediately start looking into all the adults around that kid and mm -hmm. try to find out if he's being if yeah. they're being sexually oh, abused. I want to play this clip for you guys or, real quick. Um, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, Project Veritas, some bombshell reporting on this. Well, I shouldn't yeah. say this is common knowledge. But this interview was with a homosexual teacher at a mm -hmm. private school in listen, Chicago. In, yeah, listen to what he has to say. Health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using lube versus using spit. Meet Joe Bruno, dean of students at the prestigious Francis W. Parker Private like School in interview. Chicago, which happens to charge forty thousand dollars per student. So they're just like passing around dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them. They're like, "How do you? How does this work? How do we do? Like, how does this work?" That's a really like part of. Parents might be stunned to learn that Bruno's version of love and acceptance means handing out sex toys to underage students. for four years. During Pride, we do a Pride week every year. Listen to this. And I had... Um, I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using lube versus using spit. Who is this? This is uh, an LGBTQ plus health center came in to talk to my high school students. They're just like passing around dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them. They're looking at them. In the school? In, in a classroom. Wow. Yeah. While well, I'm sitting there. And we had a drag queen come in, um, pass out cookies. 
Vegas and brownies and do photos. And so amazing. And everybody's cool with that, like the plugs and the dildos. Nobody complains. No. I mean, if the parents found out, but they... No. It's queer sex. This is the drag queen that came in. What's her name? Uh, Alexis Bevels. Alexis Bevels. I just hung out in my classroom. It was there. I hung out in my office. You have so much freedom. So much. Wiggle room. So much freedom. So much money. I mean, to do stuff. Trustees are okay with that too? They don't know. They would, it's like, we, I wouldn't even like run it by them. Like, why would I run it by them? They'd be like, oh my God, that's wonderful. Now, since this story broke, the school's social media has essentially silenced all their social media accounts. And he, him saying that, you know, if I ran this by the trustees, oh, they'd be okay with it. No, they wouldn't. And he knows that. I saw there was a letter circulating about mm-hmm. that saying that they were supporting this guy and that there was some aggressive journalists. Are they asking aggressive questions or something like that where they're going to this, this idiot's house? Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be shocked if a parent would slap this guy in the face with one of those dildos. I'd be happy to see it. Oh, man. I, I'm telling I, you, I, like this, this, if here's the deal. If he, even with parental consent, this is disgusting. It what, is. What, what reason do you have to pass around dildos and butt plugs? And he said the age ranges of his students were 14 to 17, or 14 to 18. 14 years old. Yeah. And you're telling him about this. Talking this, about spit? This is indoctrination. This is insanity. I mean, that's, yeah. You can't, you can't defend this. No. This is groomer status. And where did this come from? Note that what he is doing, he's also included a drag queen. Mm-hmm. Folks, I'm sorry. You can sit there and say you shouldn't generalize everybody, but when you see something occurring over and over and over again, how many times in that generalization does it actually happen? And that's where stereotypes come from. If it's a reoccurring common theme that you see repetitively over and over and over again, yes, it could be a stereotype, but that stereotype, again, originated from a kernel of truth. So if we're seeing drag story hour with children, if you're seeing drag shows that are kid-friendly, then naturally I have to assume that all drag people are okay and complicit with this when this is over and over over and over and over again. <coughs> but again, this was ushered in by the degeneracy of the LGBT. Mm-hmm. Primarily the T. Because before, when you had the LGB, and they've been around for a long time, there was nothing to this level of disgust. But in the last five years, the parades, the children, the grooming, it's, it, it's insane. And mm-hmm. all pedophiles have done is try to insert themselves into the conversation as an attempt to normalize themselves under the rainbow banner of the LGBT. This is true. Mm-hmm. You can't even deny it at this point. So people that are trying to defend the LGB at this point, it's like, look, you can go down with that organization burning as you deserve. It's like, this is disgusting, immoral, irreprehensible behavior. You're focusing on indoctrinating children to become a sexually a sexual ally to these perverse freaks. That's yeah. all it is. That's all it is now. So when you start seeing more and more people that were in support of gay rights and things like that start to turn on you, you've got only yourselves to blame. Again, I said it before, Democrats don't have enemies. You make enemies. That's the difference. Yeah. Because if they would have been tolerant, you would not have any enemies. Or, uh, you will, but you would not have nearly the amount of enemies that you do with your trying to force, forcibly project your beliefs onto other people. If you hadn't done that and you'd actually shown the tolerance that you want to be shown, you would not have nearly the level of criticisms that you do. But instead, it was, hey, acceptance, celebration, and then forced agreement. And if you don't, we're going to cancel you. Yeah. Folks, I don't know who needs to hear this. It's okay to be against the LGBT for your theological beliefs if you don't agree with homosexuality. That's okay. And if they call you a bigot, call them a bigot as well because you're intolerant of my religious beliefs. Yeah. 
again. And when they try and counter you, like, they can call out Islam. Forget Christianity, call out Islam. And again, they will not do it. They will not do it because, again, they are contrarians. They back themselves into a quarter, and they will just double down because, at, at heart, they're fucking retarded. That's liberalism. Liberalism is a mental disorder. There is no denying at this point. The shit that we're seeing being spewed by the DNC, it's mind-blowing. You just you can't deny this anymore. Yeah. But, of course, you know, leftists will always do this. The talking heads on Twitter, the Brooklyn dad defiant, they're going to figure out different ways to deflect, right. deflect, deflect. They will never have an honest and open conversation. And that's why a lot of those leftist influencers, you will never see them in a debate. You will never see them get on the floor and debate people because they know they can't. Because it's too easy to blast out 180-word message with a meme attacking the other political side, and then you can't defend your stances. Because all you have to do is tweet it and close your eyes. And you don't have to read any comments. And you keep doing that. And that's why these people have garnished these massive followings because these boomers on the left love this shit. They love it. Yeah. And that's why also liberals are running from Twitter because now Elon is not censoring the right and you can combat these ideologies and they don't like that. And that's why they want it shut down. And it's hilarious to me. Uh, so if it makes me a bigot, I'm a proud bigot because the things and the ac accusations they make towards us hold no relevance in my life. I don't care. I, for me to actually have an opinion about what they call me, I first have to respect their opinion, and I do not. So if they want to call you a racist, a bigot, all, the, all these things under the sun, it's like, okay, yeah, cool, whatever, dude. Anyway, that, that's how it goes. So what do you think about this bill being passed, the uh, bill to protect same-sex marriage? I've, I haven't read the bill. I'm not going to lie. I have not read the bill. There's a lot of speculation around it. Like, Some people what's are the difference between that and what's already happening? From my understanding, then again, I have not read the bill. Um, I was told that this is targeting churches that are against same-sex marriage and forcing them to perform said ceremonies. Because I read uh, that, the bill. Take that with a grain of salt. Is that in there? You've read the bill? Yeah. It, is that in there? Uh, let me, so, let so me. folks, when I say this, this is coming from a position of uh, ignorance. I don't know. Let's I haven't read this bill. <clears throat> I'll have to find it. But it, 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 it sounded like that was excluded, like churches wouldn't be forced to okay. perform these marriages. But So then, yeah, my, your question still stands. Uh, yeah, what, I'm not was, sure what is different. Yeah. Like, did the, it's like they're it's busy work for them. Yeah. Like this has nothing to do with the relevance of a majority of America. Yeah. So you're focusing on what, three, four percent? That's of the United what they States? always do though. That's exactly what they always do. And I think yeah. that's why there's so much sexual indoctrination of children, is they want to grow that percent into a much more majority group so they have more pull in the political spectrum. I really feel that's why they're trying to indoctrinate these children at a very young age. Same with liberals. I mean they raise their kids the same, and so do Republicans for that matter. But uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. This bill also replaces provisions that do not require states to recognize. Okay, so if a state doesn't recognize same-sex marriage, mm -hmm. I guess if you get married, let's say it's illegal in Texas, mm -hmm. uh, but it, you get married in California, you move to Texas, that it, your marriage would still be a marriage. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Again, ugh, I don't care about gay marriage. That's such a slippery slope because it's like, is it your right to get married? It's like, technically it's not, but at the same token, it's like, should this be a federal matter or a state matter? And for me, it's like, I think it should be a state-level matter. So Let the states decide. The bill does not, one, affect religious liberties or uh, uh, protections that are available under the Constitution or federal law. Two, require religious organizations to provide goods or services to formally recognize or celebrate a marriage. So, My question would be then, if it's to protect religious liberties, isn't the act of marriage founded in religious fundamentalism? I don't care if what they is. call it. I mean, no, no, could, that, that's the point that I'm trying to make. A group of though. gay people could get together okay. and 
celebrate Jesus and everything else, but that doesn't mean I have to participate in it. So, I mean, I don't have to believe in any of this stuff. I, I don't care. It's not, this isn't affecting my life. <clears throat> I don't care about that. I want lower taxes, secure border, mm-hmm. and better trade deals for the United States. That's it. Yeah. I don't care I about what anybody else does. But you see, that's the other that's the other catch twenty two though, because we can take that we can take that position, and then you can see this actual idea of liberty spreading, and then yeah. you've got the transgenders out there saying, what, "Well, this is liberty." But then it just continues evolving. To now you've got the what I do disagree with are like the uh, like the baker up in Colorado, and there's been other people up there who where yeah. you have these uh, homosexuals going to these bakers wanting them to bake yeah. a gay cake or do yeah. uh, make a gay website or something yeah. like that goes against their religious yeah. <clears throat> and they're being forced to do it. I think they were they were just uh, questioning the uh, is he Secretary of State, but that guy had to go to like a re-education uh, program to learn more about trans and gay Ugh, and all this stuff. Why? Yeah, that's what that was the question. The guy's like, no, no, it wasn't re-education. It was just to inform him about. Sounds like it. Gay stuff. <laughs> I know. It's like, uh, it's like what? That's, that's bigotry on their part. You're, yeah. you're clearly disrespecting religious belief. See, that's where I would have a problem if you're trying to force me to do something. I would love to then, see gay people go into a mosque. Okay. Make a big deal yeah. about that. Hey, go to gays, a mosque. If you're, gay, yeah. if you're gay out there and you really want to protest, go wrap yourself in your rainbow yeah. flag and walk into a mosque. Go, go to a, uh, is a Muslim uh, web designer and yep. have them yeah. you know, make your gay web page for you. Yeah, it's too easy to target or, uh, white Christians. I had some dude comment on my Instagram post about the, uh, the lack of representation of diversity in white sh- in sharks. And it's some, some gay guy, and he's like, it's because people aren't coming after white. It's because you've oppressed people for so long. Now you have to sow what your grandparents reaped. It's like, oh, really? Is that, is that true? I was like, so what about all the whites that fought and died to free people? What about all the whites that fought and died for equal opportunity? Mm-hmm. What about the whites that freaking did something like this? You naturally discredit them. So if he's going to generalize all whites, like, well, then can I generalize all you gay people for all the bullshit that we're seeing right now in the, in the realms of pedophilia? Mm-hmm. I was like, two can play this game. These people are so stupid. Don't debate me on this. You will fucking lose. Yeah. And instead, what they try and do is like, oh, we're oppressed. We're victims. You're not. not You're even, clearly not. not because I'm telling you right bit. now, if we actually had true justice in this country, every single one of these groomers, you'd be found with a bullet in your head. And honestly, if the DOJ, if your local law enforcement isn't going to handle this, what are you left with? Naturally, you're going to see vigilante justice. And I'm honestly, I'm going to say it, it's warranted. Mm-hmm. It is warranted. When you have these shops and stuff hosting these child-friendly drag shows and you see them in there immorally dressed and people, somebody goes in there and firebombs it, I'm going to applaud. Now, I'm not calling for violence. I'm not doing that. But I'm not shedding a tear for you. I'm not shedding a fucking tear. You should just mind your own business. <laughs> just stop fucking trying to force the shit on children. Now, if it was an here's the crazy thing: if it was an all adult thing, nobody's gonna fuck with you. Don't care. Don't give a shit. But the moment you go after the children, the Constitution's gone. In my opinion, your rights are forfeited. You should be lined up against the wall or taken on a very yeah. short helicopter ride with a very short rope. That's all there is to it. But America's become so weak, and that's what liberals' policies are. They're so lax on crime. They're so lax on all this stuff, and they care more about scoring these intersectional little fucking woke culture points mm-hmm. than they do about actually enforcing things that the majority of Americans want. Once again, at the core, funnel prob- the fundamental problem that we face is that we continue pandering to the minority groups, the single percentile of whack jobs that have nothing to do with our community or our society, and in fact, should not even be here. They should be in institutions. They should be hospitalized getting help. But but instead, they have the loudest voices because what do we have to do? We have to empower the heroes. You're not a hero from chopping your dick off or turning your Audi into an idiot. You are not. You're a wacko. That's all there is to it. I'm such a bigot. I don't care. All right. <coughs> we already talked about Griner. Released in prisoner swap for notorious Russian arms dealer Victor Bout. 
Well, we all know the whole deal with Brittany Griner. Okay, we've already covered that. If you've been watching the news, you know what's going on here. But here's the other thing I want to get into. Who is the merchant of death? Who is this guy? What is he responsible for? On, G- on July 27th, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken offered the first public glimpse at efforts to bring Griner and Whelan home, uh, saying that the U.S. had put forward a substantial proposal to Russia. A week later, Russian officials said they were ready to s- discuss a prisoner swap. The reason they gave Brittany Griner such a, a, an insane um, verdict mm-hmm. is because they, they needed to use that. That's leverage. Like, look, we will exchange prisoners, but she owes us 10 years of labor. We'll but give you this tall fellow back for the merchant exactly. of death. Exactly. Realistically, that's exactly <laughs> why they did that. Let's hype up the charges, make it sound like she's facing some really bad yeah. shit here. All for a weed pen? How fucking retarded are Russian authorities? But it's true. Russia played this one from the get-go. They knew what they were do- doing. As soon as yeah. fucking Gru heard about this and Putin heard about this, like, oh, we have, we have, a, we have black gay ace in the hole here. This is very good, very good. And How nobody still you... knows what basketball team she plays for. <laughs> still don't know. No, still, nobody. still don't know. Oh my god. <clears throat> um, uh, Biden administration's officials would not respond to U.S. media reports at the time that the offer on the table included a potential prisoner swap for Bout. The Kremlin said no deal had been made yet, and for several months there was no public word on any progress. Last Sunday, Blinken told CBS News Margaret Brennan on Face the Nation that the U.S. had been actively engaged over these many months to try to move things forward in an effort to get our people home. Okay, the fact that we swapped this prisoner... There's more than meets the eye. There's some behind-the-scenes stuff going on with this. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Because there was no transparency in this. Uh, a former Soviet military translator turned international arms dealer had been in prison for more than a decade after he was lured to Thailand in a Drug Enforcement Administration sting operation that spanned three continents. Uh, now, listen to this, folks. This is the, this is the uh, merchant of death. Victor Bout, in my eyes, is one of the most dangerous men on the face of the earth. Michael Braun, the former chief of operations of the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, told 60 Minutes in 2010. All right, here we go. Bout, the son of a bookkeeper, an auto auto mechanic, was conscripted into the Soviet Army when he was 18 years old after playing competitive volleyball as a teenager. After, uh, according to a New Yorker profile published in 2012, he served for two years in an infantry brigade in western Ukraine, then applied to the Military Institute of Foreign Languages in Moscow, where he studied Portuguese. Bout insisted to the New Yorker that he was never a spy, but others, including his former business partner and a former CIA, CIA officer, said he once worked for the GRU, GRU, the Soviet former uh, Foreign Military Intelligence Agency. Now, in 1995, when he was 28, he began spending time at the cargo hangars in Sherjah's International Airport in the United Arab Emirates, eventually launching his cargo airline, Air Cess, with a small fleet of Russian planes that delivered goods to Africa and Afghanistan. In the, new, in the years to follow, Bout helped fuel civil wars across the world by supplying more sophisticated weapons and weaponry, sometimes to both sides of the bloody conflict. Him saying, if I didn't do it, someone else would, Bout told the New Yorker. And uh, honestly, he's right. He's definitely right on that. It doesn't justify what he did, but still. By then, he was on the radar of the U.S. and British officials. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Peter Hayne, the Minister of State for Africa and Britain's Foreign Office, sounded the alarm as British soldiers in Africa came under attack by increasingly sophisticated weapons. Sanctions busters are continuing to perpetuate the conflict in Sierra Leone and Angola, with the result that countless lives are being lost and mutilations are taking place. Victor Bout is indeed the chief sanctions buster and is a merchant of death who owns air companies that ferry in arms and other logistical support for the rebels in Angola and Sierra Leone and take out the diamonds which pay for those arms adding and abetting people who are turning their guns on british soldiers hain told the house of commons in 2000 the merchant of death moniker had come to hain spontaneous or spontaneously spontaneously jesus that's another word i can't say spontaneously there we go uh, as he'd read yet another intelligence briefing on Bout's activities. According to the book, the, uh, Operation Relentless, The Hunt for the Richest, Deadliest Criminal in History by Damian Lewis, it struck an immediate chord and the press took up the hue and cry. <clears throat> now listen to this. This is so fucking funny right here. In the U.S., the Treasury Department Office of Foreign Assets Control unveiled sanctions against Bout and his companies that froze assets and prevented any transactions through American banks. But his business was so concealed by front companies that the U.S. government unwittingly contracted with two of his companies to deliver supplies to U.S. troops in Iraq. Fuck me running. You, you, you just, that's so hilarious to me. Jeez. Oh, my God. This guy was good. He was good. By 2007... The Drug Enforcement Administration devised a plan to lure Bout out of Russia with an arms deal that would be hard to refuse. The agency hired an undercover agent to contact a trusted associate of Bout's about a big business deal. That exchange led to the first meeting between DEA's fake arms buyer, who were posing as officials of the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, also known as the FARC, and Bout's associate on the island of Curaco, a few hundred miles off the coast of Colombia. Bout's associate, Andrew Simeleon, traveled to Moscow to present the deal to Bout. Simeleon met with the undercover operatives two weeks later in Copenhagen, telling them that his business partner liked the deal. Weeks later, Bout was on his way to Thailand, thinking he would be meeting with FARC officials to discuss shipping what uh, prosecutors said was an arsenal of military-grade weapons to attack American helicopters in Colombia. During a March 2008 meeting in a Bangkok hotel conference, conference room, Bout told the DEA agents posing as FARC officials that he could airdrop the arms into Colombia and acknowledge that the weapons could be used to kill Americans. Again, this is who we just traded for a woke black trans lesbian. That's it. We got her, guys. We got her, guys. She's on, <clears throat> She's on her way home. After listening in on the meeting, Thai police and DEA agents burst into the room and arrested Bout. The game is over, Bout said. He was extra extradited to the U.S. in 2010 after two years, two years of legal proceedings and convicted on terrorism charges a year later. Bout was sentenced to 25 years in prison. Now, 55 years old, he had not been due to be released until August of 2029, according to the Federal Bureau of Prisons website. They will try to lock me up for life, Bout told the New Yorker before his sentencing. But I'll get back to Russia. I don't know when, but I'm still young. This right. is who the president of the free world traded this piece of shit American hating moron for. Yeah. Do you think he's going to maybe come back with a vengeance? A hundred percent. This guy is responsible for the killing of Americans. Mm -hmm. He is. Are you kidding me with this? This is where we're at, folks. Another massive loss by the Biden administration. But as you know, the liberal left will, again, hoist her up because we freed a black trans lesbian. Or no, that technically he's not a lesbian then. He's, he's a dude. So he's straight, just a black basketball player, trans thing, fucking I don't know.
Yeah, I don't know. This is where I, we're at, folks. That's probably a woman. Dude, I think he's he's got an Adam's apple. I I think Russia would have came out by now and been like, oh, he's got a penis. Ah, possibly. True. I mean, why, why would they? They would if it was really a man. I think they would well, relish I think in the there's fact pictures that, of Brittany Griner with a shirt off, and it's a dude. Really? Or it's a trans man. Hmm. You can Google it if you want. I don't encourage this, but have at it if you want. While you're at it, look up Blue Waffle. <laughs> Two and girls, one cup. And that's essentially... Oh, why would you do that? Why would you do that? And that's essentially, folks, that is the Britney Griner thing in a nutshell. Now, of course, there's way more to this. I guarantee there's a lot more things going on under the table as far as this prisoner swap goes. We just traded a murderer of Americans for a woke basketball player of a... Of a it, he was right, though. He knew that he was going to get out. It's yep. just a matter of time. I mean, yeah. the Democrats, do you think if Trump was in office, he would have made this deal? Yes. I don't think so You don't all. think so? No. I think Trump, because I feel he like got, people. Who, who are the college basketball players out of China? Yeah, tr yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But even still, they should have been there. They stole. They knew better. They yeah, but they... still, I mean, I don't Wait, know. Wait, how is this I, any different? Know, I, I I think he could have gotten Brittany Griner back without having to give back the Merchant of Death. Probably. Bit. Well, yeah, yeah, I can see. Well, maybe not to that level. Maybe not just a one-sided swap. But at the same, well, possibly, I don't know. But at the same token, for because, those people oh, to come I, back to America when they've broken the law abroad, if that same law applies here in America, I'm sorry. Like, that you're again, you're just allowing them to circumvent the consequences of their actions. Like, you can't go to places in the Middle East and break their laws and expect yeah. nothing to happen to you just because you're American. You don't have immunity. Just like people that come over here, if an illegal alien murders one of ours, it's like, bro, no. Like, absolutely not. You should be tried. And Yeah, I have to go back and look at the uh, particulars of <clears throat> that case that mm -hmm. for the college basketball players. I remember this. Like, they, they stole something. Like, uh, it was like posters or something like that that they were taking off of the walls or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. It could be, yeah. But I remember the it's dad. A, it's a little murky. But and the dad was like a Trump hater, wasn't he? Still. Yes, still. Even, even when his douchebag yeah. son came home. Yep. Yep. He, I mean, <clears throat> clearly not Trump supporters, but yeah. he still went out of his way. Yeah. He talked to Xi Jinping and uh, was able to get uh, mm -hmm. those guys back to America, yeah. which, you know. Good on him. Yeah. But again, stop pandering to the left because this guy even proves I don't you even can think do everything he you can. To the left. I think he just saw an American over there and he thought, saw, you know, if this yeah. foreign country, this communist country has two of our Americans, I, I don't like that. You know, I want them yeah. back here in America. These are Americans. They should be in America. But it's just like... Not but in a they, Chinese prison. But what if... Okay, so let's, and, let's talk and, about what if the severity of the crime was way more? If it what was if, like murder? Yeah. Well, then that's different. But a crime but is a crime is a crime. Is murder the same thing as rolling up a poster and sticking it into your luggage? It's still a crime over there. Regardless of the severity, breaking the law is still breaking uh, the law regardless of uh, the severity of said laws. I'm I think, sorry, I think you, that, some, that doesn't make sense. There's not intellectually consistency know, in your get, statement. You're saying that, well, if it's a bad enough crime. No, if it's a crime in general, you broke the law. Yeah, they, yeah I just don't see, like, a life sentence for stealing a poster. Oh, I agree. Yeah, well, yeah, but, we can have that discussion you know. as far as, like, is this, does the punishment fit the crime? Of course not. Yeah, but and, also, and it never will. if you go to China or you go to places like Russia, you know they are insanely, insanely bad at those sentences. And if you're an American, you've got a target on your back. So if you yeah. went over there knowing that, and unless you didn't and you're stupid, and you committed a crime, you're on your own. Yeah. That's just the way I see it. I, because unless, honestly, you went, dude, unless they went over I'm, there and actually killed somebody or did something, a, a very heinous no, no, crime. No, 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 you're was, thinking of the American government. You're thinking of the American government. Yeah. <laughs> That's the American I just government. I just don't see people being left over there, regardless of their political stance. I, I, I think he did the right thing by getting her back. But 
<clears throat> using that as a measuring stick for Brittany Griner, I think China is equally as bad as Russia oh, as yeah. far as like I think it, negotiating I think whole, with. Yeah. But he was able to go in there yeah. and you know the black, uh, the swing black, his uh, orange dick around and <laughs> bring her bring his kids back home. So <laughs> swinging his Cheeto dick around. Yeah, I, I think mean, he could yeah. have done the same thing. Clearly, over with uh, Putin, the punishment the Chinese wanted to give that black black kid that took down the posters. Like, yeah. yeah, that's it's it's insane. That yeah. is insane. But again, you know how they are when you go over there. Best not do it. He's probably not going back. Well, that's for sure. But I mean, all I, the thing that, that really blows my mind about this, though, is because I think liberals, by and large, don't see that if we are there to constantly bail out this ignorant behavior, it's going to continue. And the other part is I think Brittany Griner was kind of like one of those things that basically Putin grabbed and he got the deal he wanted. Uh, he basically just won up to America. America lost. We lost to Russia on this one. We're losing Dead. to everybody. <laughs> it's not just right. We're lo- we are losing to everybody. You're not lying. I'll America you, looks so weak right now. This Biden administration, all these people are getting paid yeah. handsomely for. There's got to be mass levels of corruption. T- turning mass. the cheek. Yeah, it's insane. Well, there you go. Well, let's take some calls, folks. The number is 214-817-1689. Again, the number is 214-817-1689. Where do you stand on this and all the things that we've just previously discussed? What are your thoughts, your opinions? If you disagree with me, feel free Feel free to call in and uh, weigh in with your opinion. The lines are open. We want to hear from you. Um, come on in and, uh, you know, give us a call and see. Tell us what you think. And we still have to talk about uh, Kathy Griffin. We've got Harry and Megan's Netflix special just debuted last night. And um, did you watch it? I have not, but I kind of do. I don't know why. I kind of do want to go watch it. Don't ask me why. It's because you're a little gay. I'm a little gay. It's probably what it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little gay. I can see that. Here we go. Yellow, you're live. Are you there? I guess not. Hello? I got nothing. I got to get another one. Hang on. Uh, Remember black people praised George Floyd a criminal? Yeah, they did. Mm. We still have to talk about DC versus Marvel, green extremists in Germany and what they're doing. And it's just, bro, the list continues. Just this this movement of extremism as far as green people or like the the green energy and they're gluing themselves to shit. I just don't get this. Like, I don't understand why people just don't handle this the way it needs to be handled. Crack some skulls, make them bleed some sap, and you'll be fine. But they're going to continue doing this, and they're going to get more and more um, daring. They're going to ruin more things. And, yeah, this all could have been avoided if we would have just nipped this in the bud at the beginning. You're, you're entitled to protest. You're entitled to protest. I'm not against that. But when you go out there and you start, you know, throwing paint on works of art, even if they were encased in protective glass, no, absolutely not. This is This should never be tolerated. This is breaking the law. So... Um, I got this other article. This is, again, it goes back to the point of why we should never pander or try and appease the left in any way, shape, or form. We got another call? Uh, I'm trying to get it set up. Sorry, Did, did you fuck up the app? You fucked it up, Josh. You fucked it all up. Man. Well, while you're doing that, Kathy Griffin, you remember Kathy Griffin? She got it suspended on uh, Twitter, uh, basically going after Elon Musk and being just a royal, you know, dumbass. And Kathy Griffith on how Elon... Oh, so she went after Elon, by the way. He suspended her account. She went on her dead mother's account and went after Elon. And then Elon reinstated her account because he talked about general amnesty, which has not happened yet. But and on regard in regards to that occurrence, this is what she had to say. Uh, Kathy Griffith on how Elon Musk reinstated her Twitter account says, don't put my name in the company of white supremacists. Okay, fair enough. Delete your account, bitch. Delete your account. If that's how you feel, then delete your account. Put your money where your mouth is. 
You've got a dead career. The only reason that you're somebody is Trump made you relevant somewhat again for a brief moment of time. Kathy Griffith is sharing how she felt about her short-lived Twitter suspension in November and her subsequent reinstatement alongside previously banned accounts Jordan Peterson and the Babylon Bee. In a new essay for Newsweek, the comedian, TV host, and actress discusses cancel culture on how the industry has changed and running a series of Hollywood salons. But she also talks about her experience with social media, including her November 6th suspension from the platform, along with several other high-profile users. After she changed her display name to Elon Musk in an effort to point out the issues on Twitter's owner's new rules around verification and parody accounts. Then on November 6th, Elon Musk suspended me from Twitter for impersonating him. I changed my account name to Elon Musk and tweeted pro-choice comments and vote blue to protect women, uh, Griffin recounted, of the tweets that led up to temporary platform absence. Enough people clearly thought it was real. Right. She would, uh, you got something? Yeah, sorry, guys. <clears throat> I don't think it's connected. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, she yeah. would then be reinstated November 18th with Musk announcing the decision in a tweet in which... What are you doing over there? Good lord. <laughs> I know, it's why I really got to control. Sorry. All right. Oh, my God. We good? Are we good? Yeah. Hello. Yellow, you're live. Hey. What's yeah, uh, this is the North Star. Uh, yeah, what's up? Yeah, I was an active duty from 2017 to, or no, I retired in 2017, so I joined in 97. You're the guy in the dog mask, aren't and, you? Uh, no. <laughs> Hell no. I got out way before that. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, way before that. But anyway, so I, I went on deployment uh, back when we were doing Operation Southern Watch in uh, out of Saudi Arabia. Uh-huh. And, you know, kind of going along with this Brittany Griner crap. So when, when we leave, you know, even military members, when we leave the borders, we aren't covered by the Constitution no more. Yeah. So we're going through Saudi customs when we get off the military flight on a military base. We're going through Saudi customs. They bust a guy with a penthouse magazine. Mm-hmm. Charged him $200 a picture. <laughs> and 30 days in a Saudi prison. What the U.S. government do? Not a damn thing. He sat in that prison for 30 days. When he got out, he got Article 15 and discharged. So this this thing with the Brittany Garner thing, and like you said, she's she's been going to Russia for like six years, so mm-hmm. she knew the laws. Yep. She got busted, and then we we do this bogus trade again mm-hmm. because <clears throat> you know Obama with the five was it the five terrorists for yep. uh, for murder. <clears throat> yep. It's like, what clown world are we in? America's yeah. lost its balls. America honestly has lost its balls because we cave to the voices of the weak that don't understand the strength that's needed to take America into the future and continue to be a world-dominant player, superpower. But the problem is, like, at one point we went too far, and then now we're going way too far back. That's the issue. We, we can't find that happy medium centrist position of, you know, America. I, I think our position should be, leave us the fuck alone, but if you fuck with us, we will nuke your ass. I think it's a very easy position yeah. to take to where it's like, just leave us alone. We don't want to get involved. We should immediately withdraw from NATO. I'm sorry. I think NATO is a joke. We've expended way too much, uh, way, way too much fiscal oh, support, yeah. weaponry support, troop. By the way, the Pentagon announced there are troops in Ukraine now. You know that? Did you hear that? Yeah, oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, now there are troops in Ukraine. I, thank you for your call, by the way. I appreciate that, Norris. And also yeah. being, get your ass over to Rumble. I know you always bitch about Rumble chat, but get over there because we appreciate more people coming over to Rumble because Rumble we're actually cool with. They're working with us. They're doing a lot of good stuff over there. 
Yeah, they just need to get a better uh, live chat they will. On, their, on their app. Yeah, they will. They, I've talked to them. But, They're working uh, on, you know, perfecting a lot of stuff. they got a lot of shit going on right now, but they are working on that. I know when I when I was uh, stationed out of Germany, I was leaving in 2012. They were talking about opening up a, a, a air base in Poland, mm-hmm. which, yeah, that, that almost come, kind of told me they expected something coming down the pipe. Yeah, and they also—I don't know if you were uh, were there about the same time uh, when they did the force reduction in Germany, and uh, the secular was like, "What the hell are you doing to me? You're cutting my bases, and now I don't have the manpower to cover two wars and what's going on here in Europe." Yeah, it's like they've been they've been cutting the military's balls. Yep, every what four years because mm-hmm. it was like 2004 we had a force reduction yep and then in 2005 they tried to gain all those people back yep uh we had another force reduction in 2014 yep they tried to get all those people back hell they came to me and they're like uh would you uh consider uh extending two years past your higher tenure or past your retirement and i'm like am i gonna get a bonus and they're like no <laughs> and i'm like am i gonna get like a better job they're like, no. Hmm, like, there's your answer. Right. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. You convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sign that. No. Yeah. Uh, you make a very good argument, Jack. <laughs> sign me up. Yeah, so it, it, it's like I saw it, and the military really took a downward turn. Hell, just government, everything took, took a real hard downturn in yeah. 2004. Oh, yeah. I was just like, oh. They opened the floodgates because they basically, what happened in Iraq is they didn't have enough troops. And then especially again in 2005, 2006 for the surge of Iraq, they opened up the floodgates and let all the shitbags in. And now those shitbags are in position of authority and power. Again, thank you for your call. Those same people that they lowered the standards for, now they're in positions of leadership and you've got some toxic-ass leaders that don't know how to actually lead soldiers. They never got that block mentality separated from them, but instead they still have that civilian lifestyle, that civilian mindset. And you cannot have people like that in the military. It will destroy and corrupt the military from within. And that's why you have officers that are literally coming in and commissioning from these liberal and indoctrination places they are turning this military into a woke bullshit organization you got another caller yellow Hello. yellow i um there's a couple of things i want to cover i'll make it quick because i know you got other callers but this whole britney grin air thing reminds me just of the whole bird doll thing all over again yeah but that's besides the point um another thing is on the baker thing the jim baker thing mm-hmm. okay they should be able to find those files that got deleted. I mean, come on now. Forensic scientists, if someone murders someone and they did a search history of, you know, like killing that person, the police and stuff can find that information, even if it's deleted. Well, I don't think this is a legal matter yet. I think this is still a private matter. Um, I guess that would just depend on if Elon Musk wants to press charges or not. But even then, the sad state of affairs is do you trust the investigating team and which agency are they coming from? So, I mean, I get what you're saying. And, yeah, clearly they can they can recover these files. And, you know, nothing says they can't. Nothing says that Elon might not be trying to. But as far as, like, for forensics and stuff, like forensic auditing to come in there and look at that. Yeah, I think that he kind of had – I don't know, man. I think he knew <clears throat> what was going on. They said it to he Hillary and she deleted it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think he well, had, had a pretty good not, understanding of what was happening in Twitter. And that's why he went yeah. in there and started looking at all this stuff. And he just – Oh, yeah. Well, he's trying to get rid of the evidence. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That's that's why it, it 
it gets me so agitated because I don't trust, honestly, I don't trust Republicans or Democrats. I'm a constitutionalist. I believe in the Constitution. Mm -hmm. So, but in, unfortunately, in my state, we don't have a constitutional party or a conservative party. I live in Washington. So we don't have that. So it's either Republican or Democrat. And to tell you the truth, I don't trust either side. I think both are corrupt. I think we have too many career politicians and we need fucking term limits immediately. I agree. But again, it still goes back to that point of when have you ever seen the powerful ever relinquish power in any circumstance? It usually, by large, does not happen. So I think Ted Cruz making these statements of like, we need to do term limits. It's like, yeah, it sounds good. It gets people energized. But once it hits, like, it never leaves committee. It's like, okay, well, you've been here for 12 years. (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We have what? Ronna McDaniel, head of the GOP. She's done a banged up job. So Harmie Dillon's trying to run, which she has my vote. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, we need to start going to the same tactics as Democrats. We really do if we want a fair shot at this because we should have gained numerous seats in the Senate. And we didn't even do that. We lost seats. Where we stand now, it's yeah. I said, go ahead, Josh. Well, you, I mean, Mitch McConnell just put money into races that he had no, just didn't need, like Alaska. Like, yeah. why, why wasn't there more money in uh, Arizona or Georgia? Yeah. You know, behind exactly. uh, Herschel Walker. Exactly. I, I think everybody can agree on that. That Mitch McConnell is uh, a rhino. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. He, he does They know how to play the game. Well, there's that's that's why I said I don't trust either side. I mean especially Democrats, but Republicans, you know, like all the rhinos we have, I guarantee you most of the party is rhinos. I mean, come on now, we got the same people that are doing the same thing that have been in there for so many years and nothing's changing. That means we need to do something to change it as the American people. They may not like it, but we need to do a change if we want to see anything happen. I think with the, and yeah, I I agree with you 100%. I think with the the results of this red wave that even I thought we'd get, which we didn't, it was more like a red little blip. I mean, at least we took back the house, which is good. But I think there's a lot more now Republicans are starting to look at the GOP structure. And Cernovich, I, I'm not a big Cernovich fan. Uh, I think that guy incessantly whines way too much about, like, he's sucking his own dick and shit like that. But Cernovich did make a good point. He said, what we did instead is we focused so much on rigged elections, and we didn't focus instead on the things and the change that we need to instill in the GOP to try and make us ten times more lethal against the left as far as voter harvesting, right. or ballot harvesting, things like And I think both things can be true at the same time. Yeah. Um, but he did make a point on that. And I was like, I, I agree with him on that point. As far as like, we do need to start having some deep dives into the GOP and saying, why are we losing these elections? And that starts with the chairwoman. Like you look at her, it's like, you, she's been there like what, six years. And she has a shitload of losses under her belt. I'm sorry. In the business realm, if I got somebody that keeps taking losses, I'm going to fire them. Mm-hmm. They should not be there. Yeah. So well, we're going to see. There's a couple of. Uh, Go ahead. There's one thing. Okay. So I got two things left. The first one is. Apparently, there was a letter that was released from two conservative Congress people, part of the caucus or whatever, mm-hmm. Freedom Caucus, yeah. that had basically said that she wasn't putting that money on the states we needed. She was putting it on lavish gifts and airplanes and everything. So they sent her a letter to ask her to step down. Second part is uh, I have a friend who's a very dear friend who's part of the LGBT community, mm-hmm. and she, okay, is one of the first people that started for them to get their rights when it was first starting, so she was a fighter for that. Yeah. And her herself even said that she's leaving it. As soon as they wanted to add minor attracted persons, quote-unquote, she said, I'm done. Yeah. She's like, I'm done with the community. When they're doing crap like this, she's like, there is no way in my mind I can logically support any 
pedophile or yeah. pedophile. Yeah. She's 100% right. So That's why I say when, I, when I go after the LGBT. Turning against them, uh-huh. Go ahead. Right? Their <clears throat> own turning against them. Yeah. As they should. And, like, when I go after the LGBT, it's not gay people in general. It's as an organization, as a movement. The group. It, the group. It's done. It, yeah. should, it should be done in flames. Because when you've got your own fellow, I mean, gays against groomers, I know them. Um, Jamie, I uh, forget what her name was originally. Uh, she's spearheading this. Mm-hmm. And they got a lot of gay people on the on the right saying, uh-uh, like, we don't want this. And, like, they're calling out the LGBT. And that's what a lot of gay people should be doing on both sides. But, again, Democrats, again, these contrarians, mm-hmm. they're not going to—they will Cut off their nose to spite their face. They will never concede because we cannot have a Republican win whatsoever, even if it means acknowledging that there are pedophiles within our ranks that we need to it and we need to basically expunge, get rid of. They will not do it because of their hatred for the right. And that just tells you there's no common fate. We can't have any discussions with them. It, it, they should be treated as pedophile lovers. That's just the only way moving forward. Thank you for your call, by the way. I right, appreciate your I- insight. I try to post all this stuff on my Twitter, and I just, for some reason, I don't know if I'm shadow banned still or what, but I, I like, can't get anyone to read my Twitter because I go just, Google, no one sees um, it, and I make all these points on my Twitter. Go Google uh, Twitter ban. <laughs> it's or ridiculous. Twitter, go Google Twitter shadow ban. Type in your name, and it'll tell you if you've got a uh, shadow ban on your account or not. I've done it myself. Um, it'll tell you if you've got, like, a name block or anything like that. So, um, you know, Elon said it's going to take a few weeks moving forward as far as how to offer amnesty, remove the shadow bans. But he did talk about that. He said that, like, that there's hateful information being posted. He's going to limit the reach. But, again, it falls back under that, that umbrella of what constitutes hate speech. Like, mm-hmm. who's the arbiter of this? And that's just the way it goes moving forward. But, all right, appreciate your call. Right. Thank you very all much. Right, we well, got to move I'll on to the next topic. I'll let you guys go. Yeah. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. She's got a point. You know, the freaking when you see LGBT people coming out against their own, that's what you need to encourage. Those are the voices that should really be magnified, but they won't. Yeah. You they know, will not magnify those voices. Because you're against, uh, you know, certain groups doesn't mean you're against <clears throat> people that the comprise whole group that of people. Group, yeah. yeah. So, like yeah. the BLM, you could be against the BLM. Yeah. That doesn't mean you, you don't like black people because mm-hmm. there's white people that are part of the group. Yeah. I just don't like the ideology. No. I don't like the fact that you'll the, the burn down a, bunch a city. The Marxists is all they And, are. you know, beat people up mm-hmm. that are innocent you know i, yep. I just you know. yeah. like oh capitalism doesn't work so you know what we're gonna do we're gonna burn shit down and make it more difficult for you to operate a capitalistic system so maybe it's not capitalism maybe it's you yeah. maybe you're the problem yeah if you're gonna burn on the grocery stores where are you gonna go get groceries <laughs> uh from the farms <laughs> duh uh, Royals deny they were asked to comment on Harry Megan's show. Apparently, they did a Netflix document or a Netflix special, and for the same couple that says that we really value our privacy, um, you're, you're kind of not. So uh, I am going to go watch this tonight. And, uh, yes, I'm not going to lie. This is the fat English woman inside of me going, Oh, I wonder what they're talking about. Oh, get the popcorn. I got to see it. I know. I know. That's why I'm not talking much about this. But for some reason, I want to see the hypocrisy of Meghan Markle, Markle get exposed. And this is the, something they're putting together. But I think her doing this, it's going to paint her in a very bad picture. What do they do? They're not important people. You uh, know they, what I mean? They clearly are in British do they society. Make, do they? Are they? I thought yeah. he got stripped of his uh, title or something like that. I think he did. But it's just very interesting to see what a liberal California fucking whack job can do to an English prince. This is the effects of liberalism. It, it's everywhere. Uh, These people are like cockroaches. And they, she turned uh, fucking Harry into a bitch. She did. She did. He's a bitch. She must give incredible dome. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, would you like to suck the royal penis, lad? Mm, yeah, yeah, scrumptious. <laughs> I'm harmless there. Oh, yes, I feel like I'm climaxing. Oh, that oh, is such a wonderful thing. Splendid, yes, oh, splendid. Oh, the royal scepter. Would you like to suck the royal cock? Feel the royal jewels. Can you... <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that's what British porn is like. Mm, yeah, splendid. I'm arriving. Oh, I'm arriving. Yes, punctually as always. Oh, would you like? A, would you like a sherry? <laughs> Here's a towel. Wipe yourself off. You See yourself out. After that dropping. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is wrong with us? I love it. I love it. It's British porn. There you go. Uh, okay, moving on. Um, this article I love, crumbling CNN moves iconic Hollywood building to Burbank, California, and it does not look good. Far left CNN will move its Los Angeles bureau from an iconic building in Hollywood to Burbank. One, one more indignity for CNN, a failing fake news outlet that spreads conspiracy theories, violence, and a lot of joy over its humiliating ratings. Um... Deadline reports, CNN chairman and CEO Chris Light announced the move at a town hall with employees Tuesday held in the wake of layoffs last week. Puck first reordered the news, uh, reported the news. A CNN spokesperson confirmed the move, the move, and the CNN Hollywood offices have long been a part of the area skyline, <clears throat> particularly the lit-up letters from the network logo. The space is now, has been the site of numerous network programs through the years, including housing the West Coast studio, The Larry King Live. Well... <clears throat> This is what happens when you spend seven years whoring out your credibility to please a gnome named Jeff Sucker. Uh, let me see if I can make sense of what happened. Russia collusion hoax, hands up don't shoot hoax, Jussie Smollett hoax, Covington kids hoax, very fine people hoax, seven hour gap hoax, global warming hoax, Russian bounties hoax, Trump's troops tra uh, Trump trashes troops hoax, policemen killed at mostly peaceful January 6th protest hoax, Rittenhouse hoax, Eaton well black hoax, border agents whipping illegal hoax, NASCAR news hoax, the Georgia Jim Crow 2. Point oh hoax, the Trump assaulted secretary agents and grabbed steering wheel of beast hoax, the frame MAGA for alleged Paul Pelosi assault narrative hoax, and then you find yourself continuing to a genera, uh, generic office in Burbank, California. Let me tell you that CNN building, which sat right on Sunset and Cohigna, or Cohigna, whatever that name is, uh, was an iconic part of the skyline right in the heart of the famous Sunset Strip. The neighborhood wasn't very good when I moved out of Los Angeles in 2011. It's probably much, much worse now. But the pride in working in such a place was undoubtedly important. One of the horrors of having your job change locations is what it does to your commute and, by extension, your quality of life. I can't imagine how many CNN employees secured a place to live as close as possible to Sunset and Coigna. If you live in Los Angeles, unless you enjoy spending an hour driving nine miles, you want to live close to work. Well, Burbank is about eight miles from Hollywood, and during rush hour, those eight miles will be like cutting through a thick jungle with no trail. My wife went through this. Her company moved seven miles and added 35 minutes to a 30-minute commute. As the crow flew, she worked 11 miles from home. Los Angeles is a hellscape. Hmm. Learn to code. I don't care. I hope your organization goes up in flames. That's what you get. You're a proponent of propaganda yeah. from the government. That's all you are. That's, so, a, that's a lot of hoaxes they've been a part that's of. That's a lot of hoaxes they've been a part of consistently. Cons like and back consistently to back proven to wrong. Yeah. Like that's They were trying to do it. Yeah. They were trying they, to do they, it. They knew. I mean, look where they were located. You're on Sunset Boulevard. That's like the mecca of liberalism. So naturally, they're going to want to appease the local community. Let's put out these bullshit pieces. 
And, you know, and CNN just has an international voice. Why? I don't know. But now that voice is slowly being silenced, and I absolutely love it. I don't know, man. I just, they're laying I think... people off. They're changing locations to a cheaper place. It's in a shithole. Yeah. I mean, from the WikiLeaks emails, we saw that there was a lot of correspondence from the Democrats to these mm-hmm. CNN specifically. Yep. Talking about what stories they were going to run, yep. um, what they were going to go with, their narratives, all that stuff. So, I mean, I think they knew exactly. And that goes back to the... Uh, the media bailout that they were yeah, doing. Yeah. So do you think that maybe have something to do with the fact that they kept uh, pumping all this information into these networks and now they're going to just try to scratch their back again to help them get back out there? Because yeah. if CNN is because they're going floundering, yeah. yep, they're having to fire pay, like all these play, all these mm-hmm. uh, networks. You bring up a very good point. Do you think they're going to try and bail out CNN? <clears throat> that's what it. Yeah, I think that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to give these uh, an influx of money. What happens if their propaganda machines go away? Then what? They got nothing. What That's if why it's only so scared twi- of losing Twitter? What if everybody's just going to Twitter to get their information out? Yeah. Because Twitter is finally a place where you can go and get well, that's you why know, Elon somewhat is credible smart. information. Yes. If Elon is smart, right? just lift the bans. Lift the shadow bans. Let these organizations publish what they want to publish. Yeah. Don't regulate it. But also, the same token, that Article 230 needs to go away to where if you intentionally can be proven yeah. to have been reporting false information and lies, you can be held liable. Mm-hmm. It needs to happen. Because... If I did it on social media to another company, I can be sued. Yeah. But the big tech companies can't. Mm-hmm. That's that's favoritism at the hands of the government. This is not free market. This no. is interference. Again, yeah. corporatism. It doesn't work. And it basically just tips the scales. So that that again, this doesn't surprise me. If they tried to do a bailout of CNN, bro. Oh my God! Republicans sh- should be up in arms over this. Like no, this should be. And it, the same thing for if Fox was failing. No. That's it. That's that's all there is to it. If you ever, if you are a shitty, if you are a shitty news outlet, news, and I use that term very loosely. If you're a shitty news outlet and people get turned off to your methodology of reporting and your constant need to retract stories because you continuously get it wrong, and you've got figureheads like Cuomo and Don Lemon out there just doing nothing but bias hit pieces against the Trump administration and promoting these lies like with the likes of Rachel Maddow over there on MSNBC, mm-hmm. then you can't really get mad when people are like, you know what, I'm tired of hearing your lies have been proven wrong, especially by your own side. Yeah. So you have no one to blame but yourself and your willingness to be opposed to Trump just to make money. And realistically, do I think that the CNN staff actually believed these hoaxes they perpetrated? No, I don't. But they knew this is going to get us clicks. This is going to get people mad. It's going to get people watching, leaving reviews, commenting. And what does that mean? We generate money, ad revenue. That's what the core of this is. And it blew up and bit them in the ass. I hope CNN gets shut down. I do. Yeah. Well, those... News anchors were going to read whatever was put in front of them because they're mm-hmm. getting making millions and millions of yep. dollars yep. to be these meat puppets. 100%. Spitting out this propaganda. So yep. they didn't. I mean, there's no moral compass on those people. No, not in the You can look at Brian Stelter and tell he probably gets whipped by his mitra. I bet he has a dog mask. He, yeah, I, I bet, bet he does, I too. I bet he's got a, or a kitty mask. Yeah, probably he's constantly probably a had a butt plug in. <laughs> Even while he was reading the news. Yeah, while well, I read the news. Especially while I was reading the news. Well, hey, folks. Um... Henry Cavill may be erased from the future. We're going to push pause real quick. We're going to nerd out for a second because we do cover culture as well. Uh, Henry Cavill, for those that don't know, he is the man of steel and also my twin brother. And by the way, that guy is a sexy son of a bitch. Uh, Henry Cavill may be erased from the future of DC superhero movies, even scenes already shot. With every nugget of good news that DC fans get out of Warner Brothers, there seems to be a truckload of bad news that follows it. Being a fan of the DCU over at Warner Brothers is a constant one-two punch from the studio. 
There was this great news when the studio announced that James Gunn, the pedophile tweeter, uh, who also did a phenomenal job on Guardians of the Galaxy, I will give him that one, um, but because of his jokes, you know, he wasn't canceled, so therefore showing the hypocrisy of the left, unless they're talented. No, if it's a, tato, if, if it's a talented pedophile joke maker, well, then it's okay. And then you're fine there. Yeah. And Peter Safran would be the new creative team behind the future of DCU. They started by backing up the truck and telling the sound of reverse beeping signaling something terrible on the horizon. According to The Hollywood Reporter, it began with the news that the team would not be moving forward with the Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins version of Wonder Woman 3, and especially after Wonder Woman 2 bombed horribly. It's terrible. And threw it to question that the future of the rest of the Snyderverse characters, namely Henry Cavill's Superman. I'm sorry, Zack Snyder butchered the uh, DC unit. No, he is not the man for this. Everybody loved it because he did 300. He, I think he did, what he did it's like Sin City. He's got those dark noir undertones or overtones, rather. Um, no, this is not the guy that the DCU needs. He is the worst yeah. person for this. Um, with the news that Patty Jenkins' new script treatment of the third installment of Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman wouldn't be moving forward, combined with the argument about whether Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam was actually successful, there seems to be questions about the future, according to the article Gunn told Jenkins, that her film didn't fit in with the direction of the new DCU. But that doesn't mean Gal Gadot doesn't fit in, just that the already present uh, iteration doesn't work. But if she does fit, does that mean other originals like Henry Cavill, Zachary Levi, Dwayne Johnson, Jason Momoa, and Margaret Robbie don't fit in either? Okay, so I know that there people made a big deal about The Rock saying Henry Cavill is our generation Superman. The Rock doesn't have pull anymore. Black Adam flopped. The Rock's celebrity power could not get this movie to make money. It flopped. Yeah. So The Rock can't make any calls. Now, uh, as far as Aquaman, I think that's uh, DCU's biggest success so yeah. far. Like, Aquaman was actually really good. Yeah, it was. Man of Steel... Pretty disappointing. I'm not going to lie. I had my hopes up for that one. I think Cavill makes a good Superman. I do. But I think the way they did it, it just, I don't know, man. I, I, like think the, I thought the Justice League was good. I, I I'll thought admit it. it. It was, it was I, okay. I liked it. And then, like, the first Wonder Woman was good. It just yeah. reminded me of, like, uh, the... Yes. The first Wonder yeah. Woman was good. The second one, it was like, I know. because I started so bad. Yeah, 1984, I think it was. Oh, my God. It was yeah. just unwatchable. Yeah. And then you've got the likes of your your Flash kid that's a molester and a fucking wacko. He's not coming back. Yeah. Um, not but they make this could not run that story. <laughs> <laughs> and then Batman, I mean, to give to I'd have to go back and watch. It's been a while. But um, I, I don't think um, Ben Affleck was horrible as Bruce Wayne. I don't think he was the worst, but I certainly don't think he was the best. Uh, I'm sorry, and I know it's this is a pipe dream. This is never going to happen. Michael Keaton. Fuck no. Yeah. Christian Bale, I hands agree. down. No. Michael Christian Keaton, Bale. no. It's Michael Keaton. No, it's not. It's Christian Bale. I'm Batman. Yeah, I'm Batman. That was Christian Bale. No, it was, that was Michael Keaton, too. So, well, they both did it then. Yeah. Now, I will say, Michael Keaton, didn't Michael Keaton had the best Catwoman. Yeah, I think did. Michelle Pfeiffer was the best cat. I'm sorry, Halle Berry, no. Um, uh, Anne Hathaway, hell no. Um, absolutely yeah. not. I think Michelle Pfeiffer nailed that role because I think most people wanted to nail her in that outfit. Yeah. Uh, but to see Henry Cavill's Superman, he's got the look. He's, he's got it. But the, I think the writing was bad. I think they could have done a better film. Uh, it certainly wasn't bad, though. I'm not going to say it was horrible. But I think with Justice League, they destroyed that one when they CGI'd um, Henry Cavill's mustache. Just... The dumbest thing, the dumbest thing you ever could have done. Zack Snyder, let that fly. Because at the time, Henry Cavill was filming that Mission Impossible one where he has he was a bad guy with a mustache, and basically they wouldn't let him shave it. So Zack Snyder's like, I oh, will just CGI it out, and it looks 
horrible. It's like he spent some, he paid 15 bucks for someone on Fiverr to go in there and edit it. It's just, it's like such a bad job. So when you're looking at this, like, what the fuck is wrong with his face? And then you start to realize, like, you're kidding me. And it just looks horrendous. So that was another, that was a major thing that really shot themselves in the foot. But, um, uh, there are definitely signs that things will be moving forward positively with Jason Momoa showing his excitement at the news. He'd be getting a lifelong dream come true with DC. No word on what that dream is. And Gal Gadot expressing the enthusiasm to share the next chapter on Twitter. There's also the positive reception at the return of Henry Cadville announcing his return as Superman on social media and his cameo at the end of black Adam. But the truth is that this happened all before the team of gun Safran revealed their plans. If they are willing to cut Gal Gadot, it is also plausible that Cavill is on the chopping block i don't think they're gonna cut gal gadot i think she's a great actress. i shouldn't say great i think she's a good actress i think that she personifies wonder woman pretty good but again i think it's the writing i think it's the writing is the reason why this you know Zack snyder needs to get away from superman you fuck that up enough she's there. super hot too well yes of course i mean, I mean they so all that, are. i mean that's yeah I thought she, she was was that your criteria a, making a, a good really wonder good wonder woman. Like, well, she's hot she's got big bazongas she doesn't have big bazongas but you know now, I think Justice League could have been a lot better, but, yeah, they just ruined that with bad writing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was a great premise behind it, and it I really pissed me off because the, uh, the main bad guy was Doomsday, but I thought it was Wraith. They should have said Superman versus Doomsday. Folks, I'm telling you, here is, okay, I'm going to push pause, and I'm going to nerd the fuck out like you've never seen me nerd out before. Back when I was growing up, the biggest issues of Superman that were running was Superman versus Doomsday and then the death of Superman. These issues blew the fuck up. And back in that day, it went viral. It was like, holy fuck, Superman died. And we didn't know if he was coming back because the resurrection of Superman came in like five different versions of Superman. And nobody knew who the actual Superman was. And this went on for some time. And this rebooted the Superman uh, genre, if you will. People were loving Superman again. Mm. If they want to put Superman back on the map, do that series. Because in that series of Superman where he fights Doomsday, he doesn't just kill Superman. He kills off half of the Justice League, destroys them. And it's bad. And even when you read the comic book... Bro, you can feel it. They did a very good job on the writing. They did a very good job on the illustration. This was an amazing... I think I still have the comic book. And, oh my God, it was really good. So, it's like, if they put this into movie format, they would fucking kill it. But what did they do? They gate it the fuck up. I was like, oh my God, here we go. Here we go. But that that battle, that fight was insane. And that's why I feel like in the first Man of Steel, the fight he did with General Zod, where it was in the city, was actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. I was impressed with that. But with Doomsday, bro, they were going through buildings. It was intense. So if they would just take that movie or take that comic book and make a movie out of it, I think they would crush it. The death of Superman. But instead, what do they do? They just had the Justice League. It's like, this is bad. This is bad. That's just my nerd opinion on that one. You take it for what you want. But I remember tracking down those comic books. It's like, holy crap, this really? is insane. So, hmm. yeah. But, uh, you know what made me in the next one? That Spider-Man and Superman will. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Spider-Man is Marvel. Hey. <laughs> 
It is important to note that James Gunn is not saying Gal Gadot doesn't work as Wonder Woman or that Black Adam doesn't fit in their plans. The report simply says that film Patty Jenkins wrote doesn't fit. The future plans of James Gunn's DCU may consist of newer, more approved versions of Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman and Henry Cavill's Superman. This isn't a secret that Wonder Woman 1984 failed to capture the same adoration as her debut film uh, and that many fans are hoping to see Henry Cavill portray the more hopeful and colorful Superman. Now the most challenging is true because it was, it was a very dark movie. That's not Superman. That's Batman. That ain't Superman. Do you bleed? Do you bleed? Oh, oh you God. will. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. That was kind of cool, though. When Superman versus Batman, that should have been bigger than it was, and it was, meh, okay. The problem is that sometimes he has to blow up all the characters up on the beach, as he did in the Suicide Squad. Let's just hope that Henry Cavill and Gil Gadot survived the purge the way Margaret Robbie did. Uh, I'm sorry. I, he's not going to get rid of uh, Jason Momoa safe. I think, I think by and large, the most of them are safe. They've established themselves as those character roles, so he's going to have to essentially not change the characters. Because, honestly, I think they're all pretty good actors. I do. The writing needs to change. It's Except just, for who is the, uh, the Johnny Wife's ex-wife that pooped okay. in the bed? Oh, oh, Amber Heard? Yeah, she probably won't be in there, right? I don't think so. Yeah, she's I, she's <laughs> I think she's done. <laughs> I think it just kill her off. Like, yeah, she drowned. Don't ask me how, but she drowned. After she pooped in the bed. She got like, caught Ooh. trying to have sex with a starfish, and they banned her from the underwater kingdom. I don't know how that works. Or she was, like, trying to sneak into Disney and have sex with Shamu. I, I don't know. They could just figure something out on that. Green extremists glue hands to runways at German airports, and Germans could not be happier. Push forward on the acceleration. Let's put them into puddles, yeah? <laughs> Flash puddles. This is true. Climate activists briefly disrupted traffic, note briefly, at Munich Airport in southern Germany Thursday in a protest against environmental impact of air travel. The group's last generation, excuse me, the group Last Generation said some of its members glued themselves to the tarmac in Munich while others entered the grounds of Berlin Airport. Um... Hanner Uding, a spokesperson of Munich Airport, confirmed that the northern runway was briefly closed. Planes had to be rerouted over the southern runway, causing short delays, he said. A spokesperson for Berlin Airport, Sabine Deckworth, confirmed that a police operation was ongoing, but said air traffic there was not disrupted. Run them over. There you go. Run them over. <clears throat> you know, you'd think there's a lot of... Uh... I don't know, chemicals and stuff in that super glue that they're using there, right? Yeah, you'd think. You're using a very eco-unfriendly uh, substance. People would use it to get stoned. Uh, they sniff glue. Well, Ukraine has made another demand, Josh. I hope you're ready for this. You better bend the knees, Ukraine. Zelensky, he knows who you are. Ukraine's latest demand to the West, boycott Russian culture. This is from the same guy that has jailed his political rivals, shut down news stations, now outlawed certain religions that apparently have links to Russian uh, monarchy over there, whatever you want to call it, not monarchy, but Russian uh, propagandists using religion, which, again, banning an all of religion does not look good on you. Now he's saying boycott Russian culture. Ukrainian culture minister Alexander Tekhalaba has issued a new demand to the West to halt performances of Russian music, Russian ballet, and boycott other forms of Russian culture, arguing Ukraine is in a civilization battle. I personally don't give a fuck if they wipe you off the map. I don't care. For you to sit there and say, these are our list of demands. You've taken so much American money. The fuck out of here. The fuck out of here. Is that directed just towards the United States? Yeah. Was that? Uh, the West. We're pretty much the West. Right. But here's the thing that scares me, folks. I'm not, I'm not trying to make this up. The Pentagon has confirmed we have troops in Ukraine. The Ukraine, I mean, the Pentagon knows why they're doing this. I said this before many shows ago. If, for some reason, 
A troop gets killed. A soldier gets killed over there. That's it. But then you're going to have the argument of, well, troops should not have been in that country to begin with. This could very well escalate us into an all-out war with Russia. We don't need to be having this right now. Now, look, I am not so much an isolationist as people think I am. I think that America should get involved in certain instances where it's just it's an extremist situation and we got to get we are forced to get involved. This ain't it. This is not it. This is due to a lot of political corruption on Ukraine, Russia and America, as well as the EU. They're all hands are bloody in this situation. So for you and me, the common taxpayer, this doesn't concern us. But instead, people in power, these rich elites, these bureaucrats that are paid by the Biden administration through the money laundering operation of Ukraine and the like, they want to force their beliefs and you're going to die for it. That's the way it works, folks. Mm -hmm. You're serving the military industrial complex by you even going over there. That is not something we should be involved in. This is a horrible thing. If we get pulled into a Russian conflict, folks, no, just no, we cannot afford this. We're in the middle of a recession. We have so much thing. We have so, we have a horrible economy, but folks, don't you know, war's a business. When the wheels of the tank start turning, boy, the dollars start flowing. And it's true. War is a money-making operation and the rich get richer especially those in the government, and especially the likes of Lloyd Austin, who, by the way, had a previously position on the board of Raytheon. This is true. Mm-hmm. Where do you think Miley's going after this? Yeah. If he's not already there. Yep. This is the corrupt elites, and they're using you, the military, as the pawns. Hence why retention is so low right now. It's so low. But yeah, I just I, like how they make demands. I don't Fuck know that off. I would... Uh, I'm on board. I mean, because the Russians that are here... They didn't do it. Like, the Russian yeah. citizens didn't do it. How is this I mean, any different it's, than it's Islamophobia? Right. How is this any different than Islamophobia the left likes to hail? Yeah. Like, boycott Russian culture. Wait a minute. What does Russian ballet or music have to do with any of this? It's their culture. And it, exactly. Just because their country's at war with Ukraine doesn't yep. change their culture as Ukraine Russians, is basically I mean. taking up the position, if there are enemies, you have to hate them, too. It's yeah. like, no, bro. Sorry. It's, sorry, it's not that way. Again, imagine if this was Islam. I was like, hey, Islam's trying to fight Ukraine. Boycott Islamic culture. Holy shit. People would be screaming at the sky. But being it's Russia, well, explain to me why Russian civilians or American civilians that are Russians, why should they have to pay for what Putin's doing? There's a large population of Russia that does not believe in this war. They don't want this war. But instead, we're going to look at the Kremlin and say, well, that's the opinion of all Americans. Well, that'd be the same as them saying, oh, look at the opinion of the Biden administration. That's the opinion of all Americans. No, most Americans don't like Biden. His approval rating dropped to 36%. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's lower than Trump. And yet they still hail this guy as some kind of hero. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Whoopi Goldberg rejects claims that Blazing Saddles is racist. Are you kidding me? I mean, was it? No, it wasn't racist, but it was funny. But they used some racist language, which by liberal standards, that's racism. Uh, they used characters who yeah. were racist <clears throat> yeah. and did racist things, mm-hmm. which they made fun of. They made fun of, yeah. Which made it funny. Which made it hilarious. It was basically showcasing the ignorance of, like, white Southerners that yeah. didn't like black slaves and stuff like that. So, like again, when, they, can, they can never make a video like that again. Like when they were doing the Chang Gang thing and they asked them to sing and they start singing. Yeah. Uh, I forget what Bob song it was. All the white dudes are doing it. It's like, bro, this is so fucking hilarious. But you could never... Well, you know, 
I think you might be able to make a movie like that again today because of that of scenes like yeah. that to where it made white people look stupid. Liberals would embrace that. But if certainly using the N-word all the time, nah, they're not going to let that fly. Uh, unless you're in a... Unless you're Quint black. Unless, unless you're, you're black. a Quentin Tarantino movie. I love Quentin Tarantino. I yeah. do. I like his movies. Whoopi Goldberg says, don't make me come for you. <laughs> I don't think you come for anybody, Whoopi. Mindy Kaling ignited a spirited debate on the social media this week after saying, good morning, America, that NBC's The Office should not be... Um, you got to be kidding me. Should not get made today because it's so inappropriate now this is the office the office is inappropriate by today's standards the office is one of the best tv shows of all time really i, I mean i still the office watch is it good yeah I, every season like once i finish it i have to start it over again because it's so funny. but and for those that don't know this is the woman that played the indian lady on there and she also goes on to say that she would never show her children that show because it's so inappropriate like bitch shut the fuck up you, you, don't even like you took the paycheck you got paid very well you compromised i thought she was a writer on it she very well could have been i think she was very well could have been but even still you took the paycheck you don't sit there and tell me that you don't get to sit there and capitalize off of this and then say oh it's horrible now you created it yeah but <laughs> the tv uh surprise okay Whoopi goldberg staunchly defended mel brooks's 1975 satire blazing saddles against social media backlash claiming its satire is too racist and or problematic to be accepted today it deals with racism by coming at it right straight out front making you think about it and laugh about it because listen it's not just racism it's all the isms he hits at all the isms goldberg said in entertainment weekly blazing saddles because it's a great comedy would still go over today there are a lot of comedies that are not good okay we just we're just gonna say that so that's not one of them blazing saddles is one of the greatest because it hits everybody primarily white people that's why yeah. if you've never seen blazing saddles you should do yourself a favor get some popcorn you know and i never thought i'd seen myself in a position where i'm actually agreeing with Whoopi. partially partially but blazing yeah. saddles is a fucking great movie mel brooks is a great he's just he's, he's, he's men, robin hood men in tights space balls yeah, space blazing balls saddles hilarious. he's got a lot of great hits did he, he do, makes fun of like jews did he do stir crazy I don't know. That was, I mean, because that was a funny movie with Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Uh -huh. Like, I don't remember that one. Uh, Gene Wilder goes, he does blackface, and he's trying to uh, disguise no. it, get out of prison. And uh -huh. it's it's a great movie. You haven't seen it. Funny. No, but I know, funny. like, that's the thing I love about him is that he goes after, he does go after everybody. He yeah. also goes after Jewish people and him being a prominent Jew. Yeah. And I love the fact, that, like, the self-degrading uh, thing is, like, that's always that's always a good thing. Like, people is like, you can make fun of yourself. Yeah. That means you got a good person. You got a good sense of humor. But I agree with Whoopi on this one. Rarely do I do. But she's right here. Like, don't go for Blazing Saddles. But, I mean, don't go for anything. Like, I think cancel culture is just stupid. Yeah. But, yeah, but that's why a lot of people are like, movies like Blazing Saddles, if they're directed the wrong way or that those aims and accusations are leveraged in the wrong direction, then, yes, people are going to ad adamantly stand against it. It's like, oh, well, you know, it didn't make fun of racism enough. This favored, like, white values too much. I could see something like that. That's why they never do that. But do I think the movie itself is racist? No. Fuck no. It makes fun of racism. Yeah. So... Well, folks, that concludes today's show. Now, here, do me a favor. Um, I'm just going to come straight at you with this. If you want to support the show, you can do it on Locals. Uh, we had two other $50 subscribers, and you don't have to subscribe for $50. That's just big thank you to those guys. We have three $50 subscribers monthly, and they're entered into the end-of-the-month raffle. We're going to give away $500 worth of Shellshock CBD product. If you want to support the show... Five bucks a month uh, gets you entered into the end of the month raffle. We appreciate that. It is just locals.com slash member slash John Burke. 
five bucks goes a long way. Now, folks, I won't lie to you. This helps out um, locals as well. Locals is owned by Rumble. They're a great group of people. You can go follow my community on Locals. It's on the Rumble page. Just click the link. It'll take you there. You don't have to subscribe. You can still follow. You can still see the posts. You just can't comment. But this kind of gets you behind the paywall. And what we're going to be doing is on Locals, when Rob and I start hosting Drunken Debates again, I'm going to take basically input from my Locals community. What do you want to see debated on there? So Locals get first shot. Call it that. Guys, four or five bucks a month supports the show, supports the podcast, and also supports Locals, which is an anti-woke company owned by rumble and they're trying to go after the likes of youtube streaming facebook streaming and twitch streaming this is how we do it let's get behind them we appreciate your love and support support good american patriotic companies this is how you do it all right i appreciate you guys thank you for being here and if you could share the podcast we really appreciate that and check out shellshockcbd.com code jolly saves you 25 percent off of sample bundles to include the sweatshirts the hoodies that we've got That's so right. You guys think that, my man? You guys have a, a great day. And as always, you stay savage, America.